Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, a.k.a. MFKS Radio, on the airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are aliens, too. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. And I did that half by memory this time. Yay! Congratulations. I still couldn't do it. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Summertime. It's summertime. First weekend of summer holidays. Mm-hmm. Some of us are teaching summer school. Some of us are not. We're making really good money doing it. And some of us are making no money at all. It's pretty good. And apparently just buying things. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's what the money's for, right? Yeah. Um, no, it's good. It's beautiful weather. Hannah Edmonton. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Got a sunburn yesterday. Congratulations. Not a bad one, but you know. It's not summer until I get one. Mm-hmm. It's official. Mm-hmm. I was reading a book outside. The best way. Yeah. I didn't notice it. And Not, then, like, doing sportsy things. Or, like, <sighs> yard work. Forget that noise. I'd rather sit there and do nothing. <laughs> and get a sunburn, please. Pretty much. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was my first real day of summer. Lovely. Is when I get a sunburn. Um, you want to talk about some sports? You go ahead, because I got <laughs> nothing for this. This is going to be a one-sided conversation. It's going to be awesome. Uh, <laughs> mostly is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to talk about baseball in a minute, because I've just been watching lots of baseball, and it's fun. But we should probably talk about Conor McDavid just for a minute. Sure. But the reason we have to talk about sports every time is because when I, like, signed us up and, like, categorized us, I said we were a sports podcast, so I feel like we have to do it. I know, and it's a mistake that I've regretted. <laughs> Since day one. It'll be easier again when there's Oilers to talk about, probably. Um, so Connor McDavid signed a contract the other day. Worth yes. $100 million for eight years. So he's getting paid $12.5 million a year to play hockey. And uh, there are people who are saying that's not enough, and I maintain that it is too much. Yeah, well, relatively. It's relatively. Too much for anything. Connor McDavid is going to get paid for six months of work <laughs> next year. More money than I will make in my lifetime. Yeah. And I could, I could argue, and I, and this isn't like hubris talking. This is just like real life talking. That my job is considerably more important to the fabric <laughs> yes. of society than what Connor McDavid does. Agreed. Agreed. Um, will I, as a teacher, ever make twelve and a half million dollars doing my job? No. Should I? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, teachers and nurses and doctors should make all all that kind of big money. All doctors, but like like big money, Maybe and then athletes should make like beginning teacher, teacher salaries. Yeah. That's how it should be. Well, if you play for the CFL, you do. (laughs) That is true. See, and so, okay, that's a, actually, there's a good point, because Connor said yesterday that Oh my god, I had a good sports point? You had a really good sports point, Oh my god, yay! Because Connor, Connor said yesterday that he really loves playing hockey and he'd do it for free, but then he signed a hundred million (laughs) dollar contract, so like, go fuck yourself, buddy. But, (laughs) CFL athletes, that is a really good point. They love playing football so much that they will- Play for almost nothing. Yeah, and have other jobs. And have other jobs in the off-season, or sometimes during the season, or whatever, because they have families to support back home, because they're not living, you know... Like, what was that guy in the Stampeders who worked at the bank? John Cornish? Yes. Yeah. He, like, that was his job. He had a job job. Which is amazing. Yeah. Um, Connor, what's your job job? What do you do? What do you do? Other than, like, you know... Shilling for Adidas or and like BioSteel and posting only approved pictures of your girlfriend on your Instagram. Oh, his social media <laughs> is brutal. His game is pretty weak. Like, well, do you know whose so... social media game is better than Conor McDavid's? 
Taylor Hall. Yeah, we do. Yes. I have. I added Taylor Hall social media <laughs> well, update one this time. on to the thing, yeah. so we can do that. But his, like, even the Canada Day post. I know. I was like, was this written by a PR person? Probably. They're brutal. Yeah. They're brutal. Well, I wrote a thing um, today. Today is Thursday, July something. I don't know. Sixth? Seventh? Sixth. I wrote a thing on the Oilers rig today. Um, and it was basically a shit post about why Connor's not as unselfish as people are making him out to be. Because, I mean, he apparently left money on the table um, in his contract negotiation. Because last week, people were saying that it was like $13.25 million or $13.5 That could also million. just be a narrative that they're saying. Well, and that's... It, it sounds very PR-ish that he, yes. like, took a discount to win or whatever. Um, is it convenient that he's taking a little bit less money? And then now they have an extra $750,000 to spend on the end, maybe? Connor, if you wanted to take a discount to win, maybe you should hitch on over to the Penguins. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, wow. Like, come on. Fair, fair. Um, but anyway, so I wrote this thing, um, and one of the things that I think is interesting is just this narrative, yeah, that he, like, took this discount to win a Stanley Cup, or whatever, um, but, like, the others are also paying $10 million a year for Chris Russell and Milan Lucic for the next four. Yeah, so why didn't they take discounts? Oh, right. Well, apparently Lucic took a discount, but that's <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. And Chris Russell, I think the Flames offered him, like, five and a half million dollars a year last year, but not this year. What, what possibly... Did Milan want? I don't know. What? I don't know. He wanted more? Or they offered more? Uh, Other teams offered more. Oh, other Other teams teams offered offered more. more. Yeah. And, like, our tax structure is such that, like, um, I don't know. It's more beneficial. I don't know. They pay a lot of fucking taxes here, so I have no idea. Anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that a $100 million contract is not a discount in any capacity. And I know that there are people who are going to listen to this we're gonna get really angry, like, what's his face in Inside Out, like, the anger emotion, whatever, <laughs> yeah. like, they're gonna get like that, and they're gonna get all red, and y'all just need to calm down, because Connor's real good. And we have him. At skating it's real fine. fast. And, and we apparently can... doing the thing. Yeah. I don't know what that the is The barrel challenge or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Sure, whatever. Yeah. He, um, yeah, whatever, he's ours, and we can say whatever we want. And so if he says that he would play for free and then signs a $100 million deal, that feels a little disingenuous. Because mm-hmm. the other thing he says, oh, you got to make sure you can look after your family. Well, Connor, <laughs> let me tell you a thing. Uh, my parents looked after us just fine. My mom quit work when I was four. Five? Four. No, I didn't know. She was four. I was four when she quit working. Doing okay. You made it through. You I got made it two through. degrees. I uh, three. Three? Yeah. Three? Mm-hmm. An ed degree and an arts degree. And, oh, because, uh, yeah, you had to do And a master's degree. The two for a way, right. Um, I didn't have to. I just did. Oh. I mean, people would say the arts degree doesn't count for anything, but whatever. Wait, so you did five years? Yeah. And then the master's. Oh, Later. so that's why you're at six, because the master's was one. Yeah, but I was at six before then. I just did the master's for fun. You're crazy. Uh, no, I hated teaching junior high, so oh, <laughs> then I left. Um, but, like, I turned out Okay. You know, my, my my parents live in a nice house that was paid for in seven years. Oh, shit. They paid off their mortgage in, like, seven years. Uh, in the 80s when the interest rate was, like, 8,000%. So, like, they did okay for themselves. Um, so I get the sentiment that you got to look after your family, but, like, pretty sure... It's about perspective, man. Pretty sure it's about perspective, yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of perspective... Um, <laughs> Joe Thornton signed an $8 million contract. That's ridiculous. I love Joe Thornton for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But holy shit, $8 million San Jose, what are you doing? Gosh. And Toronto signing Patrick Marlowe, that's just, like, gonna bother me. I know, you're devastated. I am. De- I wanted him to come here, not for the kind of money, obviously, they're paying him, but also, now I gotta fucking cheer for the Leafs if they, like, 
get into because oh, I want him to win a Stanley Cup. Like that's just that's it. He's the best player who's Where? close to retirement who hasn't yet won a Stanley Cup. Why do you think he chose Toronto? Um, because they offered him three years. I think. And he wanted three. I think he wanted more than one, and I don't think the Sharks were the Sharks. I think offered him. I think I heard somewhere ten million dollars or ten and a half million for two years, and I think he wanted the certainty of the third year. Really? Yeah. For the fam. I think so. How old is he now? Thirty-seven. Yeah, I mean he can still wheel. Like that's the yeah, thing, for right? Sure. And so that's that's something too. Um, he's not like he can skate faster than Milan Lucic, who's like a solid eight years younger than he is. Um, he can do a lot of things faster than Lucic. Yep. Anyway, um, so that's my that's my hockey talk for the day. Um, but no, the the McDavid thing is interesting because now there's all these people talking about like, um whether or not what they're going to sign Leon Dreisaitl for or if they're going to let him like you know hold out or so I don't is that uh, when he's when he's saying like I I, I want to win here I'll take less from my teammates is that specifically for dry well I feel like that's what people are taking it as I don't know if that's necessarily true but I also maintain that if the others hadn't paid Chris Russell fucking four million dollars they'd um, have a lot they'd have a lot more money because yeah. next year's not the issue because Connor's still on his entry level yeah. for one more year but it's the year after that's the issue and part of me wonders if the team is really hesitant to make Leon Dreisaitl their highest paid player next year. Like, because he would be. if Because yeah. the highest salary on the team is six. But, like, so? I know, but I wonder if that's part of the if that's part of the thing. If they don't want to make him the highest paid player just for a year. When, when like, Nuge and, and Ebbs and Hall all signed those six million. Yeah. Were they the top? Yeah. But they were all three of them. Yeah. Right? So, it, I think it made it easier for people to stomach somehow um yeah but since when have they ever given two shits about public perception well, of anything I, I don't know that's what I just yeah I can't wrap my head around that yeah I don't I don't I don't oh I don't know I don't really understand like I don't get it I just whatever it doesn't matter and it, they live in a world that I don't understand either yeah. that's the thing like I cannot conceptualize twelve and a half million dollars because I didn't do the math today because it was going to make me real sad <laughs> about how long it was going to take me to make that much money. But with where I'm at with my salary right now, it would take me more than five years to make the half million. Um, so, like, I just, I don't know. Yeah, 12 million. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> if I was working full time... What? <laughs> that can't be right. That's yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's years? Yeah. 187 years. Yeah. Well, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like and so I get I get it, I do, but like Jesus. Like I feel like sometimes they need some um like sensitivity training when it comes to like money talk in public. Yeah. Remembering that like it costs people a fuckload of money to come and to watch go to them game. play. Yeah. And like we know Especially as fans Rogers, yeah. like when we know but you know like when you pay your money or when you go watch like the prospects play baseball like that helps pay their salaries like that's part of. The prospects I get I'm fine with Yeah but, but even still like your 20 bucks that you pay for like that yeah. that's what part of that money goes for and that's totally fine and I understand that I'm okay with that but like when you have somebody as much like, I, I like Connor a lot and I know that I kind of shit on the whole team for a long time um, but like I do and he's an oiler until the lockout maybe who the hell knows anyway whatever um who knows what's gonna happen but like 
I'm happy that he's here, and I'm glad that he's getting paid, you know, I guess sort of, like, commensurate with his abilities in comparison to other people in the league. However, sure. for him to come out and be like, oh, you gotta make sure you can look after your family. Bro, I bet you your family would be fine. With, like... Well, your family could be fine on an ELC. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, or what, 925000 That's, yeah. like, $925,000. Or league minimum is, like, five seventy-five or five twenty-five or something like that You'd right be now. fine. If that would take still take me more than five years to make that much it would take me probably six years to make the EL, like I the get, league I get I get his point of view that like sports careers are short you know they they only go for as long as they can play so get the money while you can but still yeah it's insane especially because he's got sponsorships of the Yahoo oh yeah and yeah it's not like he's just making his money from playing hockey mm-hmm. and it's not like back in the days of like Rocket Richard when he was like shilling for Grecian formula or whatever um and you know that Every single cent of that is being carefully managed by someone. Oh, yeah. And as long as he's not, like... As long as he doesn't run into a situation that, like, Eric Johnson ran into... With um, his family. With his family, like, stealing all of his money, he'll be fine. See, that's the hockey movie that I want made, man. Yeah, no kidding. Is the John Scott movie still happening in A Guy Like Me? I think, maybe. I don't know. It should. Wasn't Mitch Album writing the... Perhaps. He might Screenplay? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't heard much about it. But anyway, so anyway, Connor's getting paid. There you go. There you go. But, like, I feel like the narrative of, oh, he just really wants to play in Edmonton is a little bit lazy. Because, like, he didn't really have a choice. That's the way their contracts are structured. Like, he's under Oilers control for um, seven years after mm-hmm. being drafted, right? So, like, it doesn't matter what they had done. He didn't have to sign an extension now anyway. Because yeah. he still has one more year left on his contract. So, like, I get it, but I still think it's a bit of a lazy narrative to, like... You know, for people to, like, make him out to be the good guy. Or whatever. Because at the end of the day, he's a gazillionaire. And if he's making $12 million starting next year when he's 21, and it's an eight-year deal, by the time he's 29, he'll still be making $12.5 million. If that all... Assuming no lockout, otherwise it'll be when he's 30. Um, <laughs> there's gonna be a lockout. We all know it, so whatever. Yep. Um, but if he doesn't lose the speed that other guys lose kind of at that age. Like, I can, I can, I could sort of see him making pretty good bank for the rest of his career. Yeah. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But to come across and be like, wow, I gotta look after my family and whatever, whatever, like, that comes out a little bit disingenuous. I think. Okay. And absolutely unnecessary. Yeah, like, you just say, like, this is what, this is what we talked about, this is what was offered. And I know that there was a bit of a shot taken, um, because I don't know if the dry settle stuff is true. What I'm hearing is that he's asking for, like, $9 million, and, again, I don't, I don't know. Whatever, just fucking give it to him. Is he worth, is he worth that much? Probably not, but, like, does it matter? When have we ever paid people what they're actually worth, Megan? Well, no. When? But I, I and I understand the criticism of dry settle, like, we don't know if he can actually drive a line by by himself, because, like, last season, not this past one, but the one before, he spent the most of the year with Taylor Hall, and had a great first half of the season, then he kind of fell off. Mm -hmm. Um, And then this year, he played really well, too, but he played with Connor for most of that. He had a great playoffs, and that was a little bit different, but, like, playoffs aren't regular season, and that's just a very different... And they don't... They shouldn't negotiate based on playoff performance, because that's a different structure. But, like, so I get the hesitation on paying him $9 million a year to do what he does. I get that. I can totally appreciate that. But, um... It's not my money. No, I don't care. Like, am I gonna go to games? No. (laughs) Because I don't. Like, I, I don't care. I only go as always if they're free. Yeah, like, I don't... Yeah, I'll go if they're free. I'm not spending much money to go to a game, right? And, like, 
I don't know. I'll get a beverage. Yeah. And the only merch I'll buy is discounted youth size merch. <laughs> <laughs> I will buy none. Um, I would have bought a Patrick Marlowe jersey. Like I would put the, the second. I would have put the order in like the second that the tweet came out. I would have been like, and go. <laughs> but no, there. That's not gonna happen. Oh, I'm really sad about that. But anyway, I don't know. I just feel like this whole contract thing, and it's always interesting looking at what what players are saying, and then like the NBA is in its free agency right now too, mm-hmm. and that's always a fascinating. I mean, they have a bigger it's salary so much cap. Different, yeah. The bigger salary cap and smaller teams, and so they can do more. Um, but like, there's a lot of movement. But LeBron, I think, tweeted something. It's like, why don't you just pay pay your stars what they're asking for? In regards, I think it was to Steph Curry. Oh, I didn't see any of this. I don't know. Yeah, it was. So, it was sort of like it was just. I'm pretty sure it was LeBron who tweeted, and then Eric Carlson actually retweeted the tweet because like he's in in talks for an extension or whatever, mm-hmm. and. You know, is he good enough? Of course, he's the fucking best defenseman in the league. Just give him all of the dollars. Who cares? Yeah. You know, and then round, but then you have to round up the bottom of your roster with value guys, and that's why the Penguins have won the cup two years in a row because they've managed to do that well. Or are NHL owners gaslighting stars? Ooh. Be like, "Mm, I'm not quite sure if you're worth this much. It's possible. Maybe. Because I because there's that like weird fraternity in the NHL with owners and, and general managers and stuff and they don't want to like fuck each other over and so if you're looking at comparables for for a guy like Drysaddle mm-hmm. for example, um, he's I don't know he's better than a lot of guys at his position but is he the best probably not no um, he de- and I don't know somebody wrote earlier I think it was Willis on over at Oilers Nation wrote um, something about how Drysaddle's not like in the Crosby, McDavid, Malkin echelon and shouldn't be talked about there. And he's not, I don't think. No, he's not. Um, but he's definitely in like the that second tier, like right below that. I also I think, think he's underrated. I think a lot of people don't know of him, and they should. Like league-wide, you mean? Yeah. I think he's overrated in Edmonton. Overrated in Edmonton? Like by fans, I think, yeah, I think we've overrated him, but I think on the whole you're probably right. I think he's probably underrated. Yeah. Because he's very good. Because I think also Clef is underrated. Oh, yeah, and they got that contract on, like, that is a steal of a deal. So why the fuck do you need to do a press conference, Kurt, for a contract signing? I don't know, but did you see the pictures they took of him in the new white jerseys? Um, And there's like, hey, we just signed you to a $100 million deal. Let's go take a picture on a construction site. That was terrible. It was ridiculous. Like... Why, yeah, why a press conference? And, like, Connor is not good on camera. No, he is not. PR staff, you need to accommodate for this. Yeah, but the Oilers PR staff is terrible, too, I so know. that's probably part of it. I know. Looking at you, JJ. Looking Didn't at they you. tweet? Was that real, that tweet? Look the at whites? whites? Yes, and then they deleted it, apparently. <sighs> I know. Yikes. I know. Yikes, um, yikes, yikes. So, yeah, look at that. We weren't even really going to talk about sports. It's been, like, 20 minutes almost. God damn it, man. Uh-uh. <laughs> One day. <laughs> Wait, three weeks? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, God. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, the other sportsy thing I just want to talk about uh, is a little bit of Aaron Judge, because he's great. Um, and yesterday, he uh, tied Joe DiMaggio for the record for the most home runs by a rookie at mm-hmm. 29. And that was Joe DiMaggio over a season, and this is Aaron Judge in a half season. For the team or the league? Uh, for the team. Okay. The rookie record, I think, was Mark McGuire uh, for the AL, and I think it was, I, I, I want to say he hit 38 home runs in his rookie season. Mm-hmm. Um, Judge has a pretty good chance of doing that, unless he, oh, like, <laughs> falls, unless he falls off the wagon real hard here. Or if his shoulder pops yeah. out. Yeah. Um, he's going to be in the home run derby next week. 
I think Bryce Harper might be too, so that'll be kind of fun. Just Ooh. watch him hit some dingers. Mm-hmm. Be great. Super good. Um, but it's been fun watching baseball. Who is this dude that they're tweeting about on the Yankees? Uh, Didi Gregorius. He, uh, they're trying to get him to his first All-Star game. And why? Because he's very good. Okay. <laughs> and he's just never, he's kind of always been overlooked. And the Yankees have been real bad the last couple of years, and so that's part of it too. Like, since Judah retired and... They haven't been very good, and so I think some of the guys that have had pretty good seasons have been overlooked a bit, just because, as ha- as we know happens, mm-hmm. when uh, <laughs> when your best player scores 80 points and people are like, ah, they're so terrible. It's like, really? That's not true. Um, but So I, I think that's just all it is. Um, they're just trying to get him to his first All-Star game. Because like, the starting lineups are set, and Judge is a starter, and oh, whatever. Okay. So he's made it. Um, and there's still talk that he might, like... He's still kind of, like, in the, the lead, I think, in people's minds for, like, the AL MVP. Oh. It's pretty big. It's a pretty big deal. Oh, As a rookie. Yeah. And he's, like, he might also win the Triple Crown, um, which would be kind of cool as a rookie, which is, like, mm-hmm. batting average home runs and um, runs, I think. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway. But as a rookie, to do that. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, but it's just been... And it's really... It's, I find it really lots of fun, too, because, like, there's people who are Jays fans, and, like, Jays fans generally hate the Yankees and whatever. Everybody hates the Yankees. Um, but they're like, it's really hard to hate Aaron Judge. He's pure. Because he's very pure. But, like, also, they, like, they watch him, you know, do his thing, and he hits a home run, and, like, against their team, and they're just like, ah, oh, it's really hard to be mad about this. And, like, people who are Red Sox fans are saying the same thing, and I'm really enjoying that part. Yeah. Because, like, he's kind to of... To enjoy tra- someone just for their talent. Yeah. And leave all those other things. Because he's, like, transcending those rivalries in the sport. He's just, like, he's becoming the face of the game, which I think yeah. is really cool. Um, and probably is an unsteroids. Okay. Well, I mean, what that's is, a, What does he make it a year, Megan? Like, 525 As a rookie? $525,000? Yeah, but, like, Connor McDavid's making nine seventy five as a rookie. As a second-year player on his ELC. What? Yeah. Nine? 900, yeah. Oh, like, 900,000. Yeah. Oh, I think... Yeah. 900, million. no, no, no. I was no. like, what? Wait. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, Aaron, yeah, Aaron Judge is making, like, $525,000. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. And he's, like, living the dream. Mm-hmm. Playing baseball. Living in New York. Yeah. In a hotel. In a hotel in Times Square. And sometimes with the Brett Gardner. Now you know exactly where he is. That's creepy. <laughs> um, speaking of New York City at trivia last night, one of the questions we had a big fight about, and then uh, somebody changed the answer, and then we were wrong. Um, <laughs> about uh, which, and I'm not somebody, um, which borough of New York City is the only one that's attached to, like, the New York State mainland? Oh. And I was like, it has to be the Bronx. Because, like, Yankee Stadium is in the Bronx, and I know that the Bronx is north of Manhattan, and I also know that Manhattan is an island. Yeah. Right? And I was like, it has to be. And then they were sure it was Queens, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not true. And then I was right. There you go. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. But if we'd have gotten, like, one more point, we would have won third place instead of gotten fourth. So, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah, it sucks. Um... But anyway, that was like a sports knowledge thing. And I was like... And I made a really good Ray Lewis joke last night, and there was nobody around to appreciate it. Oh, bummer. Um, but I'm going to tell it right now. Okay, do the, the trivia question was, which athlete um, was known as Malik Abdulaziz when he was incarcerated in the 80s? And my answer was, not Ray Lewis, because Ray Lewis never went to jail. <laughs> um, even though he should have, because he killed a guy. Uh, the answer is Mike Tyson, and I knew that, but... Nobody on, my, uh, nobody on my trivia team appreciated my Ray Lewis joke, so then I tweeted it at my friend Brian, and then he told me to fuck off. Why was his name different? 
because uh, he adopted Islam. As his, oh, yeah. duh. Gotcha. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Sabar's situation. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so anyway, it was a good... I was just definitely the wrong audience for that joke, because everyone was like, I don't get it. I'm like, never mind. Mm-hmm. So then I had to explain that like, Ray Lewis killed a guy, and uh, but he got acquitted, and blah, 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 and it was just very complicated. Um, we also kind of joked that it wasn't O.J. Simpson, but it wasn't quite as funny. Oh, yeah. Um, That's a very on-the-nose. Yeah. Obvious joke. Because, I mean, O.J. at least did spend time in prison. Ray Lewis did not. Is O.J. still in prison? I don't know, maybe. Didn't you write that book? If I had done it, this is how it would have happened? Like, what? Oh, speaking of O.J., apparently Cato Kalin, you remember, like, he won, uh, like, the 50-50 or whatever at a Cincinnati Reds baseball game or, like, the Milwaukee Brewers or something. I don't know, I saw it on Twitter the other day. Yeah, like, this week with, like, a group of ten people. They, like, you know, all pitched in their money and bought, and yeah, he was, like, part of this group that won this 50-50. And I was like, oh, so Kato Kalen's still alive. <laughs> it's good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Anyway, um, there we go. I don't have any more sports talk. 25 minutes. Let's do it. I got nothing. What's next up on our list? We have The Thing. The Thing. The Thing. The Thing. So, How would you like to explain this thing, Megan? So, Kelsey and I like to read. We do. A lot. Like Surprise. We both, we both read really fast. Like, I read a book yesterday, a 400 page book yesterday afternoon between, like, getting home from work and going to trivia. Yeah. And people were like, what? I made it halfway through that in an hour. Um, but we both read this book uh, the last couple days. This other, this book that we're going to talk about. <laughs> I read it in, like, 20 minutes. Because it's not a hard read. No, it's a lot of pictures. A lot of really great pictures. And not very many words. No. Um, but it's really good. It's really amazing. So, if you know on Twitter, um, if you follow Johnny Sun. And you should. And you should if you don't. It's just at Johnny Sun. J O N N Y S U N. He wrote a book called Everyone's an Alien When You're an Alien Too. And it's adorable. It's adorable. It's wonderful. But it's like surprisingly deep. It is. So, it's about this alien who gets assigned to learn all that he can about Earth creatures. And he's left alone to do this by his alien brethren and what's adorable about it is he goes throughout earth trying to learn as much as he can about what it's like to be a human but in fact all he does is talk to animals and he doesn't know to the end spoiler alert that they aren't humans mm-hmm. <laughs> until the end until the very end and that but that somehow doesn't make it worse no, what's so delightful about it is that each of these different animals and things that, you know, personified whatever that he talks to has something to teach him about something human nature related. Yeah. Like ambition or art or loneliness. Or, or the joy of not knowing things. Yes, or sadness or emptiness and... And it's just really, really, really great. It's so good. At the end, did you tear up? Oh, yeah. I, I did not expect. I didn't, which is surprising to me. I did not expect that I would, like, have emotions about this, like, mm-hmm. adorable little alien. This adorable little alien. But, like, he meets a tree. He does. The first page, he goes, hello, are you an earth creature? And a tree says, yes. And he walks away happy, saying, I have met a human. <laughs> it's so it's cute. so cute. And then he meets a snail, and he's like, tell me about yourself. Yeah, and an egg. And the egg is, I think the egg might be, that little bit, it might be my favorite. Because the egg is just so excited, because he doesn't know what he's going to become. Mm-hmm. 
And he doesn't know, and he doesn't care. Like, he's just like, I can't wait to find out. And I think that there's something in that sentiment that's, like, refreshing. Absolutely. Because we always just want to know. There's no no surprise anymore. And there's a a boundless optimism in that point of view that some of the other characters provide a counterpoint for, right? Like, how how sadness is is wonderful because it gives you perspective for the happy moments. Because you know that each of those emotions are, are fleeting and and sadness gives you perspective for truly appreciating all the things around you too it's like ugh. it's so good it's so good it would be a really fascinating thing to look at um with students mm. you know like not the whole thing no because you could never convince your school to buy a class set of that um no but it would be a really fascinating thing to like you know scan pages out of it and put them up and be like, okay, let's talk about this. Like, let's talk about... Or scan, like, one of the character arcs. Yeah. So, like, the egg, or the frog, or the yeah. owl, or the tree. The tree's good. The tree's real good. The hedgehog's also great. The beaver. Yeah. Although the beaver's the story arc and the tree story arc come together in just, like, the worst way. I know. And the beaver... I was just reading it, and I was like, oh, no, you're Chris. <laughs> <laughs> You're just doing things for the sake of doing things. And I'm worried about you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, if you uh, if you feel so inclined, you should pick this book up. It's fabulous. We'll put a picture of it in... Um, on our, our show notes. On our, on our show notes so you can check it out. Yeah. And it's a beautiful hardcover. I was really excited when it came to my house that it was it didn't have a book jacket, actually. I was very... Because I yeah. hate books with book jackets, but I don't mind hardcovers. And this one doesn't need a jacket. No. It's gorgeous. No, it's, um... And Johnny Sun's Twitter and Instagram. Are you on his Instagram, too? No, I should be, though. I probably... Oh, uh, he'll do... He'll, like, go to a museum. Yeah. And just do a story about, like, pieces of art. And they're just like this. He approaches life in just this wonderful... It's almost childlike. How he views, like, the character of Johnny Sun. Yeah. How he views the world and yeah. through his social media. Well, which is so refreshing. And isn't he like is like Johnny Sun, he's like a playwright and like a comedy writer and he's like a fellow at MIT. Like he's yes. very, very bright. And you yeah. have to be to like pull off this persona. Mm-hmm. I think. But like my favorite part about this book isn't even the book itself. It's like the stuff on Twitter where I see like people have like colored the pages of it oh, yeah. and made it kind of their own and are like taking pictures of it in front of beautiful leaves and like mm-hmm. And he loves it. And he's just so happy that people are enjoying the thing that he's created. And, like, it would be so nice, I think, sometimes if, like, more people would just really enjoy people enjoying their work. Yeah. You know? Just, like, unabashedly enjoying it. Absolutely. Because it's just, like, there's something about his, like... There's something about the persona that he's created. I would be fascinated to talk to him Mm -hmm. away from the persona. Because I'm curious to know, like... How that's distilled. Well, he does these, um, like, talks at MIT. I mean, he did one with the dog rates guy. Okay. And I guess that was quite fascinating. But, yeah, I'm wondering how much yeah. he separates from, from that persona. Well, because, like, I know people through who have created personas online, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then have sort of, like, they have a different personality in real life. Like, one that, I, that comes to mind is Wanye from Oilers Nation. Like... And he's a lot more subdued now than he was, like, say, even four or five years ago on Twitter. Um, but his Twitter persona was very, like, it was all caps all the time. And, like, mm. it was just, it, there was a, and so every time I would read his stuff, I would always just assume that he was yelling very excitedly about something. Um, because that's what the Twitter persona 
was. And then I met him for the first time, like, in real life. And I was like, dude, what? Like, it was just, it was very different. Like, it was a very different from what I expected. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't quite do the persona quite as much anymore, but it's still there. Um, doesn't yell as much. No, it still doesn't. lacks punctuation. Mm-hmm. Which is part of that, that messaging or whatever. And so, like, but I would be interested to talk to Johnny Sun and, like, sort of find out, like, who he really is. Yeah. Or if this is just an extension of himself. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I'm not quite sure either way. Yeah, I don't know either. But, like, you really should read it. It's just delightful. It's beautiful. And it's a... It seems very simplistic. But it's not. Because it's a roughly drawn alien talking to a tree and a bee and... But it's a few hundred pages. Yeah, it's like so it's, much thicker than I thought it would be. Yeah, me too. I, I didn't expect that. And there's no page numbers, which I liked. Because then it's not... There's something about page numbers that separates it from, say, that book over there. Yeah. Right? This is a purposeful yeah. piece of art. Like it, Well, and it feels like a stream of consciousness piece that, like, yeah. he, he drew pictures and then added words to them and then sometimes wrote words and added pictures and it just, like, mm-hmm. it flows... And it feels more arty than it does literary. Oh, yeah. Which is super interesting, too. Yeah, but you could definitely, like, it would be fun to, to talk about that with kids. Yeah. And sort of see what they what they make of it. Because I remember reading when he was talking about, like, making the book. That's what he calls it, making a book. Yeah. Which kind of gives you an idea. Like, he didn't write a book. He made one. And that makes it, I think that's a difference in, in how he perceives that whole craft. Yes. Um, but, like, I found, it was interesting when he said that, like, he had to give his editor, like, these are the words that I've purposely spelt wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, the word this alien. This grammar guide. Yeah, like, the alien. Has a B in it. Has a B in it. Yeah. It's A-L-I-E-B-N. Nothing's capitalized. Nope. There's stuff in all caps. Yes, like, nothing. Mm-hmm, but there's, there's no capitals. There's very few punctuation except for really emotion. Yeah. The otter speaks... <laughs> In full complex sentences, yeah. like it's so it's so interesting. It really, really is. And as silly and as simplistic as it seems, you could do a very extensive literary analysis. Oh, you it. absolutely could. Um, I was thinking about the drawings too, and it kind of reminds me of like Shel Silverstein poems, where you have occasionally like an image that goes along goes along with it to kind of really resonate with. But, like, the page that Kelsey's open to right now is some bees and some hearts and some clouds and a dog. And the dog is, like, the habit. It's turned its tail into a helicopter and <laughs> taken him away from where he was. Yeah. Interval. Yeah. That's so adorable. So, yeah, if you get a, if you get a chance, you should pick it up mm-hmm. and, and take a read through. And follow uh, Johnny on Twitter and yes. Instagram. And he... He's, he's just something that's... Or he's someone who's very interesting to have in your Twitter feed because all of it is just positivity. Yes, all the time. It's, it's kind of like having dog rights in your Twitter feed as well. It is. Right? But Johnny is... There's a depth and a complexity to what he tweets that is really refreshing. Yeah. Especially on a medium that's, you know, so so staccato, like Twitter is. It is. And you he... You scroll through and nothing yeah. really goes in. Yeah. But all of his tweets and all of his, the art that he does, yeah, it resonates. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bit in the book which gets quoted a lot about, like, um, there's a thing about a bouncy castle, like, take your shoes off and mm-hmm. whatever. And then he, like, tweeted out this four-panel thing of, like, the alien taking his shoes off. And they were like, 
big, gross, gnarly human feet. And, and it was amazing. It. Like, it was so cool. Because, like, the alien is just adorable. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole point. Like, he's, he's so cute. He's got these nasty-ass hobbit feet. Yeah. <laughs> it was really gross. They come out, and, like, all his followers were like, Johnny, no! Yeah. Why just, did you do this Just ruined us? everything for them. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so cute. But, yeah. So, if you get a chance, um, take it, pick it up. and enjoy it. And just remember that, like... He made this for people to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Just like people make stuff for people to enjoy. Yeah. So just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, don't say anything. No. Just let it go. Or, if it's not your thing, pass it on to someone else. Yeah. Donate it to a library. Um. So, there was... I, got, I don't remember where I got it from, but uh, I ended up with this copy of this book, which I cannot remember what it's called now. And it's like, it's, I don't know, I was like, essentially, and I didn't realize it at first, because I probably wouldn't have read it, but it was like a, a modern day retelling of Pride and Prejudice. Um, I it was terrible. <sighs> it was, I read the whole thing, so it wasn't as terrible as Pride and Prejudice. Oh. But I think partially it's because they didn't, like, I didn't feel like the family was going to just, like, eat itself. Like, that whole, yeah, yeah. right? But, oh my god, I was just like, I can't believe people like this stuff. Like, it's just, oh, it's so bad. Mm-hmm. So bad. But, like, someone got paid for it. And then, like, there's, like, you know, stuff on it. It's like, oh, well, you know, it's a delightful romp. But I'm like, no, it's not. Is all Jane Austen shit in the public domain? Should be. Like, Because it's 101 years after publication, right? 50, I think. After death. 50 after their death. Or 100 after publication, whichever comes first. Well, I think, there's like... I think it's 100 because Conan Doyle shit just... Okay. Because some stuff is, like, 50 years after their death, and you can hmm. you can scrape it. Um, but, like, oh, my God, Jane Austen stuff is terrible. Which, the public domain is great for, like, making photocopies of Shakespeare. Yeah. When you need it. Yep, yep, Because yep. your school doesn't have the, t- the, the play that you want to read, and you're like, oh, good. Here we go. Exactly. Um, I will hopefully not still be teaching um, when The Crucible <laughs> becomes available in the public domain, so I need to keep a clean copy if I ever Yeah, because I was like... 51 or 52 or 53 or somewhere in there. 52, maybe? Because Death of a Salesman, I think, was 51. I think I want to say 53. Yeah, somewhere in there. I have a copy! Um, Let's look! um, So, yeah, so if you you want a piece of art that also might teach you something about something, you just pick up this book, because it's just really fun. Um, Like, really, really fun. 53. 53. Boom. There you go. I was right. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. Do you have anything else you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> We're aiming real high today, guys. The pile, I <laughs> grabbed the crucible out of the pile, the whole pile collapsed, and then I just threw it back onto the box because I don't give a fuck right now. Um, what was the question? I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to talk about, or do you want to move on to your, your thing that you're garbage about, if you're garbage about anything? Sure, garbage stuff. Okay, let's do it. Um, I just came back from 24 hours straight of driving from Whitehorse. And how was that? It was wonderful. That's awesome. Everyone's like, oh, you're driving for 22 hours straight? It's going to be terrible. But it was the most beautiful drive I've ever taken in my goddamn life. Really? And I could not believe how much water there is up north. Especially between Whitehorse and uh, Fort Nelson, the first stop on the first day. Okay. Lake after lake after lake, you're driving beside. Nice. And not little ass lakes. Lakes where it takes a half an hour to drive from one end to the other. Ginormous. That's huge. In the mountains. It's awesome. 
is awesome. Saw five black bears. Wow. Two caribou. Did you get out of your Did you get out of your car to take pictures of them? Like fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) No. In case you're wondering, people in the national parks here in Alberta are getting out of their cars to take pictures of bears and like getting their kids nice and close. And if your child gets eaten by a bear, you deserve it. Mm-hmm. I'm that's, sorry it sucks, but you deserve it. That's terrible. Kind of like that family whose daughter got pulled into the water by, by that the, sea lion. Yeah. Uh, also, you d- it's a it got it's lion. It's a wild animal. It's also got lion in its name for a reason, <laughs> dum dums. Anyway, it's the lion of the sea. Um, there were caribou on the road. Oh, I wow. stopped politely and waited for them to move. Of course you did. Um. You They're, have to, though. Yes. <laughs> they would, we were in the Prius. Yep. We would die. Yeah. Their knees were at the top of the Prius. Um, we saw a whole bunch of bison, because there's like a 200k stretch, like after Watson Lake, where it's just all bison. Okay. And then Chris is counting moose in the things that we saw. But I did not see the moose. Okay. And I do not believe the moose that was there, so it does not count. I very rarely see moose when I go anywhere. Not usually. Well, I was happy that I saw some shit this time because when I was over May Long, we drove to Alaska. Right. Didn't see a goddamn bird in the sky. <laughs> so we saw a whole bunch of like falcons and an eagle and a fox ran across the road. That was exciting. A fox. A fox. I went out to Oak Island Park last weekend and I almost hit a bison like coming around a corner on the road. <laughs> just because they wander around and I was like, oh my god! And then I yeah. yeah. On the highway, they were just like on the side of the road, just eating the grass. Just sometimes they'd be in like groups of twenty. Yeah. Sometimes there'd just be one. That's awesome. It was super. Your cool. pictures were cool on like your Snapchat or Instagram uh, story. Ah, uh, it was gorgeous. And it was. It's rare for me to be the positive one in a road trip situation. Because <laughs> just like looking around, left and right, just like, oh my god, Chris, do you see over there? Do you see over there? He's like, yeah, I saw it when I drove up the first time, and I'm like, get hyped! Like this is amazing. Yeah. But it was beautiful. It was a struggle because there's not a lot of, especially the first day, Watson Lake is the only thing in between Whitehorse and Fort Nelson. Yeah. And that's 900 kilometers. Yeah, that's a lot. Not a lot of food options for vegetarian Kelsey. Um, yeah. So Chris had the foresight to pick up some stuff from Walmart, so that was wonderful. Oh, good. Um. Such a thoughtful husband. I know. It was wonderful. How did you get so lucky? Saw it in high school. Magic. Picked the only diamond out of Red Deer. <laughs> I was like, it's mine! Oh, I see. Do you still have friends from high school? Yeah. <laughs> Who would be offended by that? Um, I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Malcolm and I talk about this all the time, and he agrees, so. I feel oh, like well, there you go. Side, then well, if fine. Malcolm agrees, then. Then we're fine. Then we're all um, okay. So White Horse was awesome. And Chris is back. It's mixed reviews, as we've already talked about. Yeah. A little bit too used to freedom. Yeah. But obviously, it's nice that he's back. And then I just bought a ukulele. Oh, yeah. And I've been, how's that going? I've been learning the ukulele. I've had about, because it's been so goddamn busy since he's been back, only about four hours to play it. But today, I pretty much learned The Scientist by Coldplay on my ukulele. And what other song can you now play because you know those chords? Oh, um, oh, I told you this and now I don't remember the name. It's a Harry Styles song. Harry Styles song. Sign of the Times. There you go. There's only one chord, there's a D flat in that one. Okay. But I know how to do that. Well, there you go. 
So at some point in time, we might get a performance from Kelsey. We may. We have a plan. Because I sort of wrote a song. She kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, we got to work on the rhyming, though, because I was trying to sing it, and I was like, ah, this is really hard. Yeah, it is Speaking hard. of... But you're going to have to sing it. That's fine. Okay. Did you know that the instrumentals came out? Like, the instrumental album for that came out? No. With Yeah, I paid the 20 bucks and bought it. What? Yeah. Okay. It's great. I'm not going to tell you what album it is. No. Because that'll ruin everything. Because I, I had, like, a number of links on that doc that I shared with you that yeah. just had, like, the U chords. Because you don't need anything else. No. You don't need the bars. You just need when the chords change. Yeah. Because you can pick your own strumming pattern or whatever. Yeah. In between there. But, yeah, there's... Uh, when we're done here, I will play it for you. Because, oh, yeah, it's there, and it's pretty cool. Yay! It's, you know, it's funny, though, because I was listening to this instrumental, whatever, and it's very different from just listening to, like, piano accompaniment for... Like a choral piece or whatever, or a vocal piece, because yeah. it doesn't it doesn't doesn't necessarily help you. No, not at all. And that's why I really didn't cases. like some. I was looking through like books and things to buy to learn the ukulele, and there was this big collection of like fifty pop songs for ukulele, and it's all plucking the chords that the singer sings, mm-hmm. not the chords of the song itself. Right. And I was like, why do I want to do that? That's stupid. Yeah. I want like what the actual song is. Yeah. So I had to, like, I accidentally bought one. I'm really not happy about that because it lied to me. Can you take it back? Well, I'm not going to ship it back to China. Oh. <laughs> oh, I see. Like I said, it was $8.93. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm kind of just burying that. Yeah, that's fair. Lisa doesn't mind that. But ukulele is surprisingly okay to begin to play. And if you follow me on Instagram, you get little pieces <laughs> Yeah, it's <of> it. great. <laughs> <laughs> you should follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram stories are... Top a notch. plus. Oh, thank you. All the time. My your Wonder Woman ones were my favorite. Yeah. Just doing things. Think about Wonder Woman. <laughs> well, it was a tough two days to. Recover. Which is pretty much how I live my life still. I know. And it's been a while. I'm thinking bringing it back. Yeah. I should have after I saw it the second time. Oh yeah. But that was the day exam started. I just didn't have time. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about Wonder Woman a lot. There's a lot of feelings about it. Should I say what my Instagram is? Well, I don't know if you want to. You don't, yeah, do it, but I don't, I don't care. It's up to you. I'm, I'm quite, I may not follow you back, but it's K-S-T-Y-R-E-89, if you're interested. You can find me on Instagram, too. It's just Mick14, but really all it is is, like, pictures of the stars mm-hmm. and my friend's baby. Yes, it's true. He's really cute. <laughs> he is super cute. Like, the last picture of him, he's holding out one of those, like, mom-mom crackers to the phone, because I had, like, <laughs> the reverse camera on, and he was trying to share with his himself <laughs> on the phone screen, and I was like, oh my god, this is adorable! That's cute. Yeah, he's real that's cute. That's cute. He's, he's my favorite. So that's pretty much all you'll find, and occasionally pictures of me reading books. That's true. Or when I put clean sheets on. <laughs> like, it's my Instagram is very, like... Structured in that way. Very much so, yes. <laughs> Mine's all over the place. On purpose, though. Especially for the stories. Yeah. Well, the stories are. The stories are where yours is at. That's where <laughs> the best parts are. The other pictures are just, like, me and my husband every four months. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the, the one day they spend together. Every it's... four months. <laughs> oh, it's true and it hurts. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Chris. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, yeah, you should follow Kelsey on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to follow me. I don't care. It doesn't matter. That's all I've got for things that I'm going to do. So I've read a whole bunch of books so far this summer, even though I'm teaching summer school. Please, um, please list them because we've had requests to add the books that we talk about to our right. website. So um, I'm teaching summer school right now, which means I'm doing some reading for summer school mm-hmm. because you have to. I'm going to write them down as you say. Um, so 
One of the books that I will read every summer because I always teach it in summer school is The Things They Carried by Tim O'Brien. Yes. Um, and the title story is one of my favorites. Um, and if you get the audiobook, uh, Brian Cranston reads it and it's like... Oh, he's so great for It's audiobooks. well worth it. Tim O'Brien? Tim O'Brien, yeah. Um, it's really, really good. Um, and it's about Tim O'Brien's time sort of in Vietnam as a soldier. Um, but he's like a fictionalized... It's, I don't know. It's fascinating. You should just read it. It's good stuff. Um... And there's this really cool part in the first story and the things they carried where he talks about, like, the stories about Jimmy Cross, who's the lieutenant of this platoon, and he talks about how Jimmy carries this pebble that, that, um, this girl sent to him, and, like, Jimmy's in love with Martha, but Martha definitely does not love him. Um, and he carries... And we know that because she sent him a pebble? Uh, well, we know that because he knows it, too. Like, okay. he knows that, like, she signs her letters love, but it's only because that's, like, the way to close the letter or whatever. Got it. Um, I remember teaching it one time, and one of my kids was convinced that Martha was a lesbian, and I was like, no, she just doesn't love Jimmy Cross. Like, it's, that's all it is. He's gone, like, I get it, you know? Mm-hmm. But she sends him this pebble, and there's a, a, this wonderful line in there where he talks about how, okay, sometimes uh, Jimmy rolls the pebble around under his tongue, and he can taste, like, the salt and the sea air from, like, back home in Jersey, and it's just, like, this beautiful image that, like... Yeah, I really, really love. Um, so yeah, I reread that this week, and I only really needed to reread the first story. But I was like, "Well, I'll read the whole thing." <laughs> so here we go. Um, I also read a short story collection by Alistair MacLean um, called "The Lost Salt Gift of Blood," which is really, really interesting. That sounded intense. Um, it's all like East Coast stories. I don't know if I'm like subconsciously prepping for my trip. I'm not sure. Um, Could be. But, uh, yeah, so I read that, and I thought that was really good. Um, I read a book yesterday called Before I Fall, or Before the Fall, sorry, um, by Noah Hawley. Um, and it's about, it's, it's about... Is that the girl? No. Okay. Um, it's about this guy, uh, his name's Scott Burroughs, I think, and he's a painter. And he lives out on, like, Martha's Vineyard, and he has to go into the city, ultimately. So he um, hitches a ride on his friend's, like, private jet back to the city. As you do. As you, well, like, I mean, his, uh, whatever, his friend invited him to come, but so he goes, rather than driving, he goes on this plane, and the plane crashes, like, 16 or 18 minutes or something into the flight, and so Scott survives, and the little boy, who's, like, the, the, the son of the family who owns the plane, survives, and that's it, um, and the kid's, like, four years old, and he's, like, the heir to a media empire, essentially, because his father, like, owns a broadcast news channel or whatever, and, and so just unraveling the mystery of, like, why this plane exploded. Um, or if it did explode, or how it crashed, or whatever. It's fascinating. It was very, very entertaining. But I read it, like, yesterday in, I don't know, less than three hours. Yeah, because that sounds like a fast read. It was a fast read. It was, like, it was still 400 pages, but it was a yeah. fast read. Like, I didn't have to think too hard about it, but it was really, really interesting. Um, and I like this kind of, like, summer. Yeah. This kind of summer reads. Um, I downloaded the audiobook for, uh, Prodigal Summer by Barbara Kingsolver that I was telling you about. Yes. Fucking goddamn Eddie Bondo. Um, and she reads the book. And oh. she's, which I love when the author reads their That's book. That's bizarre, though. Because you get their intonation. But it's pretty rare. It is r- really rare. Um, one of the only other ones that I know of, that I've read anyway, is um, uh, The Absolute True Diary of a Part-Time Indian by Sherman Alexie. And he reads it, and it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone else could have read it. Mm-mm. And so I'm glad that he did. But it's really fun listening to Barbara Kingsolver read hers, because she's from... Like, that Kentucky, West Virginia. Like, she's from around there, and so she's got the accent. And so... when oh, okay. So there's parts where, like, Eddie Bondo, because he's not from... He's from, like, Idaho or whatever, or Wyoming or somewhere. And he makes fun of the way that 
Deanna talks and some of the speech patterns that he's encountered. So it's fun to hear those speech patterns like spoken by a native rather than affected by someone who isn't from there. Yeah. Um, but it's a really good listen. I've super enjoyed listening to it again. Um, and I reread To Kill a Mockingbird. Of course. Again. Because we're, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit later. What yeah. we're going to do with it. But um, yeah, I reread it and I love it a lot. But it's just been I'm good. I've read. I'm surprised you reread it because you just did it. I, I didn't even really read it in school though. <laughs> I just kind of like read the bits that I needed to read to like talk about talk it. about it. I was like, oh, I don't need to read this whole book. By the fourth time, that's what it was like for Gatsby. Oh yeah. And like even for Gatsby, I can tell you what happened in each of the chapters. Oh yeah. Each one terrible party after another. We should absolutely do a Gatsby one of these. I think yeah. it'd be great fun to talk about. We could. We could just talk about just how Daisy Buchanan is the worst human being on the planet. I'm much more sympathetic to Daisy than you are. Ah, uh, yeah, I hate her a lot. Um, and then, so, like, what day is today? The 6th? Is that what we established? The 6th I of July? So. Since school ended on June the 30th, I've read seven books. And I've worked three days yeah. in there. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty good. standard for you, though. It is pretty standard. One year, one August, I read 25 books in 23 days. Yeah, I've uh, done that as well. And I love it. And I don't, I should go to the library more and take books out from the library, but I just don't. My career ears. <laughs> it's not... No, I love what libraries do. It's not that. I just don't like touching books that other people have, like... You've told us. ...potentially had in their beds. Like, I just... I can't. Oh, that's a far reach. No, but it's like... I read... Because uh, I read every night before bed. Yeah. Right? And so, like, if I was going to go to the library, I would... Do you know what I mean? And so, I kind of... Okay. Yeah, I that's all. That, that's all. Because, like, I read every night before bed. My whole stack of books, which used to be a stack of books over there. It's now just a leaning tower. Yeah. That's, I'm saving that for Jamaica. Oh, nice. So I've got stuff to bring with me. Um, and so, and that's the other thing, too. Like, I'm going on this trip in August, and I have a plan to write every day, which I'm still writing. Nice. I still write every day. Um, speaking of writing the shit post that I put out earlier, people are like, wow, I wasted 60 seconds reading this. And I'm like, good. Thanks for the clicks. Like, I don't care. <laughs> also satire, but thank you. Thanks for coming out. Um, uh, so I write every day still, and I would like to read... I don't know how many books. I'm going to have to, like, do some ebooks because I can't take that many books. No. I mean, I can. I'm going in a car, but I don't want to. It's too much space. It's too much space. But there's some books that, like, I just, I can't, I have to have the book. And I don't know if you feel that way, too. What do you feel about the, I have a copy of one of them, the books that have the textured pages versus, say, this copy of Mockingbird, where they're all the same. Like. Do you know what I mean? Like you mean like the books were like on the outside like they've they're rough cut and like that kind yeah. of ah uh, they kind of bother me. I'm not crazy about that. I don't like it. Sometimes sometimes if I have to I will pick one of those up because it's the only copy that I can get. Um, but I can't. I can't. No. I really. Don't I like also it. oh other books I also finished um, the Bone Tree by Greg Isles, um, and then I read the third in the trilogy which is called Mississippi Blood. Mm. Um, so if you're looking for a really good book series, here's a like a legit book rack. So um, the Bone Tree. So the the first one of this, Greg Isles is a really good author. Let's just start with that. The first one in this series isn't isn't actually in the trilogy, but it's called The Quiet Game, and it like kind of gives you a bunch of background for the actual trilogy as it comes. Okay. And it's all set in uh, Natchez, Mississippi, um, and there's like the main character's name is Penn Cage. And his dad's a doctor, and he, like, becomes the mayor, ultimately, of, of the city. And, like, there's, you know, it's this, like, well-connected family. And it's, like, just, like, a crime thriller. Like, the kind of Love books this. that I like. They're very, like, in a, in a way, like, they're kind of, like, I could see Jack Reacher showing up to, like, help. You know what I mean? Like, they, they're kind of fit Soft in that vein. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then the trilogy starts with a book called Natchez Burning. 
um, and then there's the Bone Tree, and then Mississippi mm. Blood. And okay. really good. And all three of the books, actually, the Quiet Game is really long too, but all three of the books in the trilogy, I think, are like 800 pages. Whoa. Which is so good. For a crime thriller? Yeah. Yeah, and it's That's a huge. it's a really really like there's like Kennedy conspiracy and like KKK stuff and like oh, this shit. it's really good, really really good. Okay, I'm gonna have to pick her up. Um, for the beach, and uh, yeah, so and he's also written a couple other ones um, that are really good too. So the standalones, one's called Blood Memory, which is really really good. Um, I think he wrote one called Turning Angel, if I remember correctly. Um, he wrote one called Footprints of God. I think that was him. My favorite of his that isn't one of these, um, like, Pen Cage books is called Black Cross, and it's a World War II book, and it is so fucking good. Okay. Um, if I I'm remember... Just typing all these. I know you are. If I remember, I will bring it for you, uh, yes, next time please. I see you. Can you also bring me Prodigal Summer? Yeah. Perfect. Um, but yeah, so it's been, uh, it's been a very fruitful reading period Wonderful. thus far, and it's only the 6th of July. Um, so I'm planning on reading... I have a bunch of books that I haven't read yet, too. Um, at home. Mm-hmm. There's a word for that. Where you buy books that you never read. I eventually do read them. I the bookshelf is what it is. I have... No, there's, like, a Japanese word for, like, people who do that. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't remember what it is, but that's me, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying really hard not to buy more books until I, like, read the ones, and then I spoil that by going to the bookstore and being like, oh, I'm gonna get this one, and I'm gonna I get this one. Uh, it's a problem. It's a major problem. But I would rather have, like... My mom mentioned this to me when I still lived at home. She was like, man, you have a lot of books, and I was like, well, it's better books than a math problem. You got a point there. Yeah. And, got a point. And I, I've been talking to, to somebody recently who doesn't read. Like, not because they don't like it necessarily, but because they're just super lazy, and I find that fascinating. They don't read. Like, they just don't read. He said he says he owns something like three books. <gasps> and I was like, bro, I've read three books in two days. Like, and I own them all. Like, it's just, it's mind-boggling to me. One of the books that this person owns. I can't remember. One of them's like, two of them are non-fiction. I can't remember what the other are one is. Are they a friend of the pod? Eh, ish, yeah. Okay. We won't show. No, you. we're not gonna. We're, we're not. I'm not gonna throw you under the bus, but uh, <laughs> because it would just be a shaming. Exercise. It really, absolutely. I've already done that. <laughs> um, but like, he does super cool things, like builds computers and milk crates and stuff. So like, it's not like it's not. You know, just reading just isn't. Yeah, I isn't this jam? But I don't know. I've never. I've never understood that. I don't really either. Like Chris doesn't read. What? No. Well, he constantly reads, but he doesn't read for pleasure. Is that because he has to read for work? All the time. Studies and mm-hmm. studying and mm-hmm. shit after shit after shit. Yeah. yeah constant reading. Constant reading. I know when I'm busy at work, like super busy at work, I read a lot less. Mm-hmm. Like maybe 20 minutes a night or whatever. Because I just can't, I can't get into something. Yeah. I, yeah. at night I have to reread something I've already read. Because I can't read or, something brand new. Yeah, or I can read something like that before the fall book, because it's not a complicated read, and I don't need a lot of brain power to process it or yeah. whatever. Um, but I can't. And the other thing, too, I, I, was, I was telling this buddy, is, like, whenever when I read at night especially, it's a balance between finding something that's interesting enough to, like, let me read for a while, but also, like, not so interesting that I'm going to stay awake till 3 o'clock in the morning. I know. Because, like, I remember when I read The Hunger Games, when I read, like, books two and three. One sitting? Um, yeah, because I read the first book, like, on December 23rd, or 22nd, yeah. or whatever, because my grade 7 was like, Miss Fowler, have you read the Hunger Games? And I was like, mm, no. Um, and so, then they're like, you have to read it, you have to read it. So I did. Um, and I didn't hate it. And then I was like, okay, I need the other two. So I went and bought the other two on December the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I stayed at my parents' house for Christmas Eve, and I read both of them, like, on Christmas Eve. They're super fast reads. And I read, like, the two of them in, like, probably five hours. Yeah. And I had to decide after I finished the second one if I should keep reading or get up and go pee. 
You kept reading? I did. Mm-hmm. And then I really had to be about halfway through. And then I then I finished the book, and it was, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. Because we'd gotten home from, like, my aunt and uncles and whatever. But it was just, like, it was crazy yeah. that I had done that. Um, but that's, to me, that's totally normal. That's what happened to me with the Diana Gabaldon books. Oh, my God, yes. Because I was working in a place where there were also books, and you could borrow those books. Oh, nice. For free, if as long as you returned them. Nice. And I plowed through four. In, and those were fucking long in probably two weeks. But I was also working full time yeah. at the time, so I couldn't, I didn't have like an all day situation like today where I could have. I read the first through. one in like seven hours on the train. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, oh yeah, good. It's a big book. It'll last like a while. Nope. nope. <laughs> one day. Nope. Holy shit. And I got to the point where like I finished a chapter because their chapters are quite short. Mm-hmm. I'd look at the clock and it'd be like 11.45 p.m. And I'm like, Okay, just one more. And then I looked next, and it was, like, 2.45. And I was like, oh, God. I know, because you don't notice that, like... <laughs> oh, God, because well, the chapters are so short. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing with this, like, this retelling of Pride and Prejudice. There was a chapter, it was, like, a James Patterson book that was, like, seven lines long. I was like, what a waste of my time. I know, that's really frustrating. I hate that. But also, like, reading this modern-day adaptation of this Pride and Prejudice, I was like, oh, no, I remember why. I, I could never get through this book. Yeah. We're not crazy about it. The only thing that made it better was the zombies. Or the sea monsters and sensibi- sense and sensibility and yeah. sea monsters. That is a mouthful to say. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. But it's good. It was entertaining. It was. Because um, you everything is better with zombies and or sea monsters. Mm. Just imagine yeah. like some of your favorite books with zombies. With zombies. Mm. Like To Kill a Mockingbird. With zombies. Oh shit. Well. I mean they kind of are. Mr. Boss. <laughs> yeah well kind of. They kind of are. And there's a lot of ghosts uh, in that town. So uh. Uh huh. Um, Gatsby with zombies. Also, lots of those. To be, like everyone who goes to Gatsby's party, also zombies. zombies. Yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. And Tom is essentially a sea monster. <laughs> he kind of is. He's also like a garbage monster because he's the worst. Yeah. Which that should be our next book. Okay. I don't even think I'll need to reread it. No, no, no. Book. Just we can just rip into it. I could rip. We could do nine hours on that book. We could do an hour per chapter, and I would be. I would still have bad things to say about it. Because I love it. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love it. But, oh it's, my god, those people are so The awful. people are incredibly frustrating. But Fitzgerald himself, masterful. Oh. Masterful. Have you ever read Tender as the Night? No. Shit. That's on my summer list. It's very good. Have Do you, you read, have it? No. Have you read This Side of Paradise? Yes. I've also heard good things about that one. I have. I don't have... I have Tender as the Night. I'll bring it for you, too. Okay. If I remember. I'm going to add those to our list. Look at us <laughs> making summer plans. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, I guess... Oh, right. Okay, so we have a... No, let's do the book thing first, and then we'll do the okay, social media update. Okay, so because I'm going to be gone for a month, and Kelsey's gone, like, the week before I leave. Like, she comes back early in the morning on the 30th of July, and I'm leaving early in the like, morning ah! on the 30th of July. Um, we have decided that over the summer, what we'll do is we'll do, still do, like, uh, an episode or two, like, regular, sort of, but we're going to do, like, a book talk for three weeks. Yes. Um, and the first book we're going to talk about is To Kill a Mockingbird mm-hmm. by Harper Lee. So if you want to, like, get in on that um, and read it... So you can, like, you know... Get on it now, because we're starting Sunday, the July 30th. Yeah, July the 30th is... Yeah, so we'll post on July the 30th and then the next two Sundays. And then sometime in there, I will figure out... We will figure out how to, like, record at long distance and do an actual... And they'll probably be shorter. Yeah, they probably will be a little bit shorter. Um, but, like, the traveling which that I'm doing is kind of nice, because we're going somewhere and we're kind of staying. It's not, like, a bunch of... Jumping from yeah, like person. getting there is a bunch of jumping, and I planned it wrong, and I discovered that the Yankees are in Cleveland like the day after we drive through. 
<sighs> anyway, whatever. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. I suppose maybe maybe if if our accommodations in Boston are not gonna work out, then maybe we can spend an extra day in the Midwest. Fingers crossed. Yeah, that'd be my out. But anyway, um, so yeah, so we're gonna, yeah, we'll record some regular stuff also while I'm gone, um, and that'll be an experiment because <laughs> we have be. no idea how it's gonna work. Um, I had a thought of how it might work. We'll talk about that after. Okay. But yeah, so we're gonna do um a book talk essentially on To Kill a Mockingbird, like our own little book club, and then we might do Gatsby. We should do Gatsby. And we're cutting it into three chunks. So on the first, uh, on the thirtieth, we're gonna talk about. Uh, part one, which is chapters one through twelve, and then the following week will be chapters twelve through twenty-one, and then the last week will be chapters twenty-two to thirty-one. Yeah, and we split it up that way. Um, part one makes sense just to do all together, and then part two we just split it up in half. Eight, it kind of chunk it out a little bit, but also it sort of makes sense um, with the what happens in the book yeah. and sort of and, yeah, and like the big, the big plot device um, kind of ends and the aftermath begins, and so that's where we're. We're going to stop. Um, so if you want to get real nerdy with us, because it's going to get Please real nerdy. Please do. Um, yeah, Put your nerdy pants on. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to record it next week. Yes. I think. Um, and then you should see the notes that Kelsey's taken, because you've never read this before, hey? Never. And I wanted to be able to, because you've read it a lot, so yeah. I wanted to be able to have an intelligent conversation with you. So for 12 chapters, I've got one, two, three, four double-sided pages of notes. Yeah. Which is more notes than I have. And some of it is all caps. Anchor. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. But. And she texts me every once in a while as she's reading. And be like, oh my god, this is the worst. The people in this town are terrible. And I think it's funny. And then, I love this moment. This moment is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think you'll get a, t- a look at sort of how we read things very differently. Yeah. Um, and things that we love and things that we don't love. Because, like, the last probably three pages of the book or maybe maybe three of my favorite pages in all of literature mm-hmm. they're just gorgeous that's how i feel about the end well not mostly literature but i think the last three pages of gatsby are gorgeous too mm-hmm. oh that last like the boats oh my god yeah mm-hmm. so good Didn't well be- even talking about how nick is i don't know why this turned into a gatsby podcast it always is but nick is reflecting on uh, Long Island and mm-hmm. what it would have been for the people who are just discovering it and mm-hmm. how he feels like he has just got discovered like it's it's a beautiful like yeah. just this ephemeral time he's placing himself into and it's part of his recollections it's gorgeous yeah um I also feel that way about Catcher in the Rye which is another thing that I have to get into I love that book so much another thing I haven't read oh so good it's also real short thanks for this education Red Deer <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's what we're going to do. That's going to be, like, our sort of summer project. Mostly because just the, the distance is going to be a little bit of a challenge. Oh, my God. I wrote To Kill a Mocking Burb. <laughs> okay, Johnny. <laughs> oh, my God. That was before I even read it, too. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So, if you want to get in on that, yeah, we're gonna, we'll are gonna we post our first part of that anyway on the 30th. On the 30th, yeah. The 6th and then the 13th. And then we'll go from there. Um, I'm super excited for it. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to just talk about books. And mm-hmm. Stuff. And we'll try, it'll be a little bit more focused than what we normally do, because we have, like, a, a point. Yeah. And that's okay. So, if you're expecting a lot of rambling, maybe it won't happen quite to the same. I think it'll be still rambling. Oh, probably. Can but we at least it'll... About, we should talk, also talk about the movie, too, and sort of how it fits. And I know I know you hate it, and I'm not going to make you I, watch it. It's not that I hate it, it's just I, I still haven't 
seen it. It also, but it, it because misses... Because I fall asleep. Yeah, and it misses a bunch of the nuance in the book. And there were certain moments when I was reading it, because I read part one last night in an hour, um, that I was like, God, why didn't they put this in the yeah. movie? Like, this is so much more important than that other mm-hmm. BS, because they jump so quickly to the Boo Radley narrative. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's, that's that. the challenge of just putting book on... A book on film. Right? Well, like, I'm I'm curious as to how it's never gonna happen. But if someone were to remake, oh my god! It. See, this is the thing. I don't know if you could because Gregory Peck as Atticus Finch is it's like perfection. You can't. I, I cannot think of a person acting today mm-hmm. who could do that. Not even Chris Pine, Megan. Not even. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in like 15 years when he's not doesn't look like he could yeah. also be 20 kiss is like 55. Yeah, he's he's considerably older. Um, <laughs> he just gave me something to think about I for a while. Know. Um, that changes a lot of things. But like, really though, and I want Jacob Tremblay to be Jim. Yes, I'll take all of those <laughs> things. But then who's gonna be Scout? We need someone to be Scout. Oh, the girl that was in that movie with Chris Pine, that gifted movie with Chris Pine, not Chris Pine, Chris Evans. Oh yeah, right. She's really good, and she's got a like, precocious kind yeah. of. I think she's too old already, though. I feel <laughs> Somebody give us money. Yeah, she is. She might Daryl be. Daryl Cates, would you like to finance our film? <laughs> <laughs> that was also my best impersonation of Dale. <laughs> oh my god, I feel like it's a really good thing we have an E rating on this. Um, <laughs> just for that alone. <laughs> Never mind the profanity sometimes. Um, yeah, did we just cast a movie? We might have just cast a movie. We did. Oh shit. Someone needs to make it happen now. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't know if you could. Like, I, I feel like there's. Um, do you know? Do you know? Plays Boo Radley in the. Yeah, movie? I do. It's like, and every time I see it, I'm like, oh my god, right? Because that's I've seen that section. Oh, it's so good. I've seen the first five minutes. Yeah. That section, and then the end. So, the book deals with all that so much better. It's just so much more nuanced and subtle, and it's just beautiful. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know if you, I don't know if you could truly remake the movie. I really don't know if you could. I don't think you could. Um, and I think there's something to it also being in black and white. I agree. Which I think pulls, puts a filter over mm-hmm. some of the uglier truths of it. I would be fascinated, however, to see a film version of Ghost at a Watchman, which I know you haven't read either. No, I haven't. I will also bring that to you. Okay. I have like three copies of it somehow. Well, I bought one like the day it came out and I read it the day it came out. And then... And then you were gifted it? And then I was gifted it twice. Ah. <laughs> and so I just have a couple copies of it. Okay, sure. Um, so I'll bring you one. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I would like to see a film version of that. That'd be interesting because they're all older, right? And it kind of pulls the veil. That's back. probably more accessible. Okay, yeah. so then oh, we're really getting into our yeah to kill Mockingbird podcast. We're we're making real plans here. Um, Sorry, guys. Who would you cast as the older Scout and Jim? Um, can I suggest Donald Sutherland for an old Atticus? Yeah, you could. You could probably get away with. Um, you could get away with an Emma Stone for Older Scout. She does do an okay Southern accent. She does. and all, We've but, all seen the help. But also she has, like, I'm thinking of her in La La Land. Like, as much as, you know, there's, like, that sort of wonder, she also is very good at, like, the serious. Right. Right? Which that kind of needs. Um, an older gem, I don't know. You're not crazy about Jim. Chris, <laughs> Chris Pine. Miss everything Chris Pine. Yeah, pretty much. Just definitely about average. Um, no, I'm not crazy about Jim. What about I don't know. Like, what about like a James McAvoy? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. I haven't read the book, so I have no idea if that would fit. 
Um, I don't know. So I just speaking. I was just thinking of like it'd be funny a Scottish actor playing a guy from the south. I just watched Hacksaw Ridge finally for the first time, like mm. on Monday night. Wasn't overly. I didn't think it was great. Yeah. To be honest, I heard it's very blah. It's very blah, and I don't know how it got a Best Picture nomination. Like I don't. I'm glad it didn't win because if it had won, that would have been like as bad as um, uh, Shakespeare Crash. in Love. Oh. Crash was good. Like Crash was a good film and it was it a well made film. The best no, film of the year. but it was a very good film. Yeah. Um, like that scene with the cape. Oh my god, I just, like it makes me sob yeah. every time. But I was not impressed with Hacksaw Ridge. Um, and so like so I watched it, but I was like, why are there all these Australians in this movie? Because Mel Gibson directed. Well, it's it. not just because Mel Gibson directed it. It's because they filmed it in Australia. But in order for it to count as like an Australian picture, they had to have like a certain number of cast and crew. Like percentage had to be Australian yeah. to get the tax breaks, and so that's which why. is just like which is fine. CRTC, but yeah. it just sounded it was just really funny to me that they have like you know all these guys from like New York and Boston or whatever, but they're like played by Australians and their yeah. accents at times were not great and like yeah I was yeah I was not really impressed by it. There were lots of things about it that I was like, Ugh. and then like Vince Vaughn was in it as like the lieutenant or whatever, and it kind of made me feel like when David Schwimmer is in Band of Brothers, like it's the same kind of like why are you here? I feel like David Schwimmer sells it though because he you does hate him but the you know, but the first time he shows up on screen it you're like you why is it. ross yeah. here like it, it just yeah out. which was like furious yeah. that johnny depp got cast as motherfucking grindelwald in the fantastic beast movie <gasps> and jude law is gonna be young dumbledore and i want to light the world on fire you don't like jude law i like jude law you shouldn't cast a well-known name Ah, uh, maybe, maybe so. For those, because it's distracting. Yeah, it's so yeah, that's true. And, and unless it's someone who can like really hide in their role, like the like I always think whenever I watch like Daniel Day Lewis, I never think that he's Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. Like I believed fully that he was Abraham Lincoln, which is just a testament. And John Proctor. Yes, and uh, Hawkeye. And Butcher, Bill. Bill is that correct? Butcher. Bill the Butcher. Okay, Bill the Butcher. So good. Ah, so close. God, I love that. So close. Um, or what's his face in There Will Be Blood? Like, I just yeah. believe that he is that person, right? And so, like, or in My Left Foot. Yeah. Like, he's incredible. So I don't get distracted by guys like him because he's able to kind of... And Tom Hardy, too, in The Revenant. I, like, did... It took me a... I knew it was Tom, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's really great. But it took me a long time to figure out it was Tom Hardy. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, all oh, right, that is Tom Hardy. I forgot yeah. about that. He should absolutely have won an Oscar for that role and not Leo. Oh, and he, that's, I really like him in Inception, too, because he's got this, like, he's just a suave motherfucker. He really is. He's great. He's really good as Handsome Bob, too, and, uh, is it Locks? Davis, help me. Is it Locks, Stock, and Barrel? I think it's Locks, Stock, and Barrel. Two Smoking Barrels? Was that? No. It's a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, Locks, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah. Um, speaking of Guy Ritchie, I watched Snatch last weekend. God, I love that movie. Mm -hmm. I love it. I, like, I'd forgotten. And it would make such a great trivia question, like just like all of the weird like inter- you know, Bullshit, or like what yeah. are the, or what are these like three characters you know what do they have in common or whatever like it would just be so great. Oh god, that movie's good. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. It really, really is. You know, this is a great guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> King Arthur. King Arthur. <laughs> and all of you didn't go watch it are the worst. Ugh. That's okay. Like our shit, you guys. Yeah. God damn just like it. the things that we like, and then we'll, then everyone will be happy. Um, Should we go into questions? Yes, let's do it. Um, no, we got to talk about Taylor Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. Um, so we have a, a thing on here that we sometimes put remember to talk about. It's the Taylor Hall social media update brought to you by Big Chief Beef Jerky, which it's not. No. <laughs> but <laughs> if you want it to be, tweet at them. <laughs> 
Um, uh, what are, I don't know what we were talking about. Talking oh, he was just having a great Canada Day in Kelowna. He was having a good Canada Day. And you've missed him on Instagram stories. Yeah. Was, I weep for you. This is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's hanging out with Jordan Everly. He's tweeting today. Yeah. he was tweeting at the Yankees and he's a Blue Jays fan. He's I trying know. to get, he's trying to get Didi into the All-Star but game. so is Henrique. Or Adam Henrique. I saw that. I know. And I was like, okay. It must be like a proximity thing. But Henrique also tweeted I bet the you Devils that, in it too. Did they? Yeah. I bet you that seeing those guys tweet at the, at like MLB or whatever to get is in the All-Star game is gonna make Greg Wyshynski's head explode because he's a Mets fan through and through and hates the Yankees with the fire of a thousand oh. um, There's a lot of things that make Wyshynski's head go through this. It's true. It's true. I haven't got to the part of Unpuck Soup where they talk about Baby Driver which also I haven't seen. I haven't but, yet. But I, from what I can gather Lozo did not like Lozo it. Lozo did not like it and Wyshynski loved it. He's 100% wrong. It's um, great. That is rarely true. <laughs> Usually I agree almost with everything that he says. I haven't seen Baby Driver yet so I can't comment but when it's I, I will watch it at some point in time. It's real good. Um, so yeah, anyways, Taylor Hall was tweeting at the Yankees today and whatever, which I thought was funny. Um, and then the Yankees tweeted back at him and I was like, yes, this is even better. Um, and then, yeah, that's your Taylor Hall social media update. He's alive. Thank God. He's alive. He's around. He's going to be in a wedding pretty soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which we're both waiting real patiently for. Still, still following Lauren on the yeah, Instagram. Yeah, the only reason because I as soon as that's over, done. Legitimately, so. <laughs> do not care. I know. We'll do it. <laughs> like I just don't care. Except for that. Um, and then yeah, when that's done, it'll be that'll be that. And then I'll have I'll feel better about my Instagram followers. But then it's like preseason gonna start up. Oh, I know, it's and then it's gonna be the bio steal hint in Avery. Yes. Still cool. had zero response from Avery on any. He said he would love to come on to our the podcast, but he was gonna come on today. But then he's at the uh, Rogers Place for the Dave Semenko Memorial oh, yeah. today, and like it was just yeah complicated. So, so, so I said to him, I was like, we may have to wait until like the end of August <laughs> to get you on. But he's back in Edmonton now, like for good. So perfect. We can we can make that happen. Um, we have uh, so many questions. So many questions. Do you want to start with one from Chris? You have uh, um, the other ones? Yeah, Chris asked because we've done like most attractive athletes. Yeah, he wanted to know the opposite, specifically hockey players. Who do we think are you know the ones only a mother could love, as you proclaimed it? His recommendation was Mike Ricci. Oh, that is just so so true. Oh Which is God. very accurate. I thought about Oli Jokinen <laughs> <laughs> for a long time. She did. She couldn't remember his name. I couldn't remember his name. Oh. Started with a J. That she's was like, all she's I like knew. Calgary Flames. Got eyebrows. There's a gif of him watching pancakes. Yeah, like, there's yeah. a great. G- it's, no, it's like a waffle or something. Yeah. But he's like he's looking up at something out of screen, and then someone photoshopped like a floating yeah. pancake or something yeah. into it. I have no idea if that's an inside joke, but it's a great thing. Um, Dustin Brown. You think Dustin Brown's super ugly? No, he's. Yeah, ugly than Drew Doughty, which is the other person that Chris said. True. Like, I don't know. Drew Doughty is just like gross and grimy, but he's not ugly. I don't know. Uh, Zidane Chara, and I don't know if it's just because he's tall. Like I don't know what it is, but there's just something about he's his face. Tall. Well, no, but there's just like something about his face, and it like, feels disproportionate. I don't yeah. know if that makes any sense. But Mike, I think Mike Ricci just wins. Like I don't, I don't like. Oh man, I don't hockey. And like Kelsey said earlier, hockey just didn't help the situation. <laughs> no, it didn't. Because he probably broke his nose eight hundred and seventy-five exactly. times. Because sometimes, like, you know, broken nose adds a little character yeah, to Yeah, no, this one... It didn't help. It, it made its own character. <laughs> <laughs> a villain character. <laughs> oh, no. and it's just, it's real unfortunate. It is. Um, do you know it's what true. we should also talk about? What? I'm afraid. 
not ugly athletes, but the body issue, which we had mentioned last oh, yeah. time. Because uh, we saw, like, the pictures of... Uh, Burnsy. Burnsy and Joe Thornton in the buff, and I was not complaining about any of those. And the shark, the shark social media is just killing it. Oh, God, so, so good. good. I can only imagine if it was one of the Oilers, they would not probably say anything about it. Because JJ would be like, this it. is embarrassing. They wouldn't address it whatsoever. No, no. And so the sharks were good. Like, there's a picture of, of them standing, like, I don't know, it looks like they're in, like, one of those infinity pools or whatever, and, like, they're standing with their sticks, like, overlooking yeah. Los Angeles or whatever. And, and then Burnsy, like, taps. taps Thornton on the ass. But, like, oh, then the so sharks, cute. like, social media, like, puts peaches over it. Like, it's great. Like, it's so, so, so it's good. It's so cute. Um, but there's, like, a lot of other really good stuff, like Julian Edelman. Yep. Oh, my. There's that New Zealand rugby guy. Yep. Okay. Yep. Women's hockey team. Holy shit. Fucking ruling. So good. Kicking ass. Yeah. The hockey girl's super hot. Super hot. Like, there was Hillary Knight was a couple years ago, mm-hmm. I think, and that was great. Yeah. Um, and then it, I was just like, oh, my God. And I really liked how they posed them all, too. Yeah. Because it seemed more... I don't know. Sometimes, especially with the ladies' ones, they can be a little bit harder to be put into, like, an action. Story. Yeah, and also, like, they feel sometimes a lot like Sports Illustrated swimsuit without the swimsuit. Yeah, right? and like, this, you, I don't, I didn't feel that way about the hockey no, girls at all. No, There's uh, a sprinter, I can't remember her name, and there's a picture of her, like, for, in, on the blocks, like, from above. It's fabulous, and you can see, like, all the lines and the muscles in her back, and, like, yeah. it's really, really cool. Um, I think Ezekiel Elliott is in it, too. For I saw the skier guy. Yeah. His were really interesting. Yeah. The basketball female player, I forget her name too. Um Carolyn Wozniacki. Tennis girl, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's it's super cool stuff. Um and I know that our friend Amanda has gone to buy a copy <gasps> of the magazine. Um you can get them. They're hard to find here, but you can get them. They're hard to find here? Yeah. The ESPN magazine, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. You probably like bigger cities, I bet you like Vancouver or Toronto. Might have it. A little bit easier, but it, they're tough to find here. Um, but yeah, it was. I just thought that was it was cool, and I like when they show because I know like Prince Fielder was in it a few years ago, and like he's not someone you would ever want like think you'd want to see yeah naked in a magazine. But like it was okay because they're showing them doing the thing that they're good at, not just and doing being hot. that thing while they're taking a. Flip. So okay, so here's my question then: athletes that you want to see in the body issue, Taylor Hall does not count. <sighs> Because we've already got, like, the shirtless pictures from the Mexico. We don't need, like, whatever. That's true. It's I mean, a gift that keeps on giving. It is a gift that keeps uh, on giving, especially because you send it to me every day. I do. I missed <laughs> yesterday. That's okay. I did feel bad about That's that. That's fine. I, it's okay. It's just classic me. Like, I'm going to do this every day, and then did it once, and then immediately forget. <laughs> um, oh, God. People I'd like to see in the body issue. I would like to see Clay Matthews. I mean, he did, like, the muscle fitness one, but I wouldn't mind seeing that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind dry. wouldn't mind cleft. Wouldn't mind Roman Yossi. Alright. PK? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because mm. I always find it's interesting, too, with the hockey players, because I know, like, I know Chara did it one year, and Ryan Kessler did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Sagan did it. That was great. His were really fun. His too. were super fun. Um... And like Moro and Surrey. And you need people with personality. You do need some people with personality. Because that really adds to what yeah. they're able to like do. Like PK would be great. Yeah. Do you know and what like I mean? the Burnsy and yes. Thornton ones rock because they're huge personalities. And do you know who would not have done that shoot? Probably was asked and was like, no, Patrick Marlowe. 
Yeah. He, he's I, very pure. He strikes me as a never nude. Like, like that's kind of the, <laughs> in comparison to the other two, like, very much strikes me as a never And in the interview, what I loved about the conversation between Birdsey and Thornton is that Joe was just like, my body's just my body. Do I like it all the time? No, but it's mine. Mm-hmm. So what is there to be ashamed of? Yeah. And I thought that was very powerful. Yeah. Especially to hear there is a lot of, like, body insecurity and body shaming that's out there. Yeah. Right? And he's just like, this is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It, was... it allows me to do my thing. Yeah. And do it well, well. And, they were, and they were talking about the difference between, like, like how they work out to play hockey and, yeah. and whatever, which I thought was really interesting, too. Like, there's a very different... The off-season fitness. And, yeah. they t- and they talked about, like, that you know, that, like, you can... S- if you can skate really well and whatever, like, it... Doesn't your body matter. type... And, like... Uh, like Phil Kessel is kind of the example of that, right? And he gets shit from like Toronto media still about it, but like he doesn't have what you would call like necessarily like an athlete's no. physique. But which is for why what I was he... like, what does it matter if you can do fucking pull up? Yeah, Ex- exactly. Like, it, it doesn't matter. No, but like I don't know, like a rugby prop is not. He's no. got a body designed for what he does, right? Yeah. And so hockey's uh, different for sure. Hockey's very different. It's just very strange. Um, it's a very, very strange sort of thing. Um, we're getting lots of questions. Amanda just Amanda's said an amazing one. Did you <laughs> yeah, read it? I, I sure did. It's very timely. It's super timely. Um, <laughs> super timely. Anyway. Um, okay, so, yeah, anyway, we will... We'll petting someone. Petting someone, oh, Amanda. God. Okay. You're the greatest. Just okay. go to the questions. So our questions are, um, should we block... Uh, Tom, no, we shouldn't. That wasn't actually. Tom, we like you, but you're not great. How's that? You're you're on a limit here. Yeah, you're real close to an edge. <laughs> yeah, you are real close to an edge. Uh, you might fall off, or someone might push you. Um, so okay. Where are you starting? Oldest or newest? Um, I'm starting oldest because then I can scroll our way up. So this is on Twitter, and I reblogged this um, on our pod account, so we can talk about this. Let's say the world is ending in a matter of minutes, and you can only bring five movies into a bomb shelter. What do you bring? Five movies? Yeah. Box sets don't count. Okay. Sound of Music. I have five? Yeah. I need to write these down, because I'm going to forget. My memory is terrible. Okay, Sound of Music. Sound of Music. Uh, the Truman Show. Oh, I love that movie. Harry Potter 3. Really? Yep. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I read this and I should have done some prep for it. <laughs> Probably, I like Fellowship of the Ring so much better than the other two. Okay. And everyone else is wrong. And last but not least, I'm trying to think, like, what's, trying if I'm, stuck somewhere. I'm trying to pick broad content, right? right. Broad genres. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. So Sound of Music, Truman Show, Harry Potter 3, Fellowship, and I'm going to say Drop Dead Gorgeous. Ah, that's an interesting choice. Um, Those are my five. So my five are, I was like, oh, I can't remember. I could only remember four of them. Um, Fast Five. Mm-hmm. Not surprised. The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lion King. Shawshank. And The Grand Seduction. Because I was thinking about it from a, like, I, I, if I'm going to be stuck forever and ever, whatever, I'm going to want some different yeah. stuff. So, like, The Lion King's got, like, the sing-along stuff. Shawshank just, like, makes me happy at the end. I love it so much. 
Um, Fast Five is great. The Dark Knight is like that comic book superhero, whatever, and it's so so good. And then the Grand Seduction is just funny. Like it's so. Funny. We really almost have a lot of overlap here. Like how many comedies, how many yeah. actions, how many dramas. Yeah. Which is super funny. So that was those. What were is mine. the Grand Seduction again? It's um, a remake of a French movie, a Quebecois movie. Um, that's about a uh, Newfoundland oh, town that's trying yes, to like, attract right. the Dark. Oh, I know why. That well, no. The, <laughs> The reason <laughs> I went to see it is because Taylor Kitsch is in it, but it is so funny. I went with my friend Jillian, and we just, like, giggled the whole time, because it's just, like, this little Newfoundland town, I think it's called Ticklehead, I think is what yeah. it's, and, and so they're trying to attract a doctor, because if they have a doctor, then they can have a factory in town, like a plastics right. repurposing factory or whatever. Um, and they have to have a certain number of residents, but they need a full-time doctor, and so then they, like, find him. Because he gets, like, arrested for cocaine possession or whatever. Like, coming back, he's like, and he's, like, he plays cricket. And he's, like, a cricket aficionado. And so he gets arrested. And so they like, can, they're, like, we can commute your sentence if you agree to be the doctor in this town for, like, a three-month period or whatever. And so they have, like, this time to convince him to stay. Yeah. And they, like, pretend that there's, like, they have, like, the restaurant has, like, an Indian special because he loves Indian food. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. But it's so funny. Oh, I love that. And, like, when he comes into the harbor, like, they're all, all the, all the, the men in town are, like, playing cricket up on this, like, rocky cricket pitch that, like, they've never played before. Oh, yeah, I remember like, that. Oh, it's just delightful. I love it so much. But it's funny. So I was thinking, like, along the lines of doing that. So you have, like, some, some variety. Yeah. And that's why I chose Drop Dead Gorgeous, because it's goddamn hilarious. Yeah. And I can watch that movie over and over and over and catch a different joke in it each time. Um. And I just love to hear them say, Mount Rolls, Minnesota. It's <laughs> my only impersonation I can do. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so we have a lot. Like, a lot, Let's a do lot. It. Let's do it. If 7-Eleven is open 24 hours, why do they have locks on the doors? Um, Because sometimes you need to lock the door, like when the convenience store I gets used robbed. to work in a gas bar, and sometimes I needed to pee. So I did lock the door. Mm. There you go. That was from Nicole. There's your answer. Um, Favorite Broadway musical? Ugh. Hamilton. I haven't even seen it. I know, it's ridiculous. That's the ridiculous part. My favorite that I've seen is Les Mis, like, hands down. I have seen Jersey Boys. It's great. I Jersey Boys, too. That's good. On my... If you go on a road trip with me, you probably won't enjoy myself, because what I listen to is the Hamilton soundtrack, the Les Mis soundtrack, yes. Jersey Boys, and then Book of Mormon. <laughs> um, so can we go on a road trip? Because that sounds yep. amazing. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I would say the, uh, that I've seen would be Les Mis. I would also really love to see Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat again. Because yeah. a lot, like I saw when I was a kid. Um, I would love to. I'd love to see more plays. Um, Especially musicals. Musicals are the shit. Okay, going to a swimming pool or going to a beach? Which one's better? Uh, this is from... I don't know how you... How, I don't even know who you are. But your Twitter name is RIPEBS2017. Sad face. And I'm sorry about that. Oh. Um... He says, personally, I'm more a beach fan because indoor pools are kind of gross. Let me tell you a thing what's real gross. Uh, the sea. <laughs> Fish pee in it. Yeah, and there's no filter. <laughs> pools are a little bit nasty, but not as nasty as, I guarantee you. I'm not crazy about open water okay. in the ocean. Like, I like to stay where I can touch the bottom and feel the bottom and see the bottom. But there's just something about being on a beach that's unreplaceable. So yeah. I'm still going to pick it. That's fair. Um... Oh, there's more questions. Oh, my God. So many from the beginning that I forgot all about. Um, okay, uh, this is from Jess. She wants to know, why is it a thing to have teacher-student romance like in Riverdale and also in Popular, though it was one-sided all 
popular. Do you remember popular? popular. Uh, and then why is this a thing? It's super uncomfortable. It's a. Ta- I think it's that taboo. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There's that aspect of danger. Like I suppose wrong. I would rather. I mean, if I had to be like subjected to it, I would much rather it be like in a college setting where at least the student is of Able age. Able to consent. Yeah. Um, it's very because like for me, that. yeah, it's super uncomfortable to watch and like and I know it is for you too. But like we teach teenagers and like they're disgusting. Like Tina, <laughs> like I don't understand. Like when you see, like, can you imagine? When you see, no, I can't. Don't no, even wait, finish wait, the wait. question. Can you imagine dating someone and then dropping them off at home with their parents for dinner no. or like because they can't drive? Or so like they what, have curfew. So when I see, and that's the thing, like absurd. when I when I see stuff about like teachers, like female teachers in like sexual relationships with with their high school students i'm just like what what or younger like it's so 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 gross and like part of me like i know what the ah i don't know Uh, because the man like as a minor you can't consent and so it becomes rape like i get it But, but at the same time i'm just sort of like what is with the person the adult in the situation it's a power thing. I suppose so. It's like, 100% a power thing. Because, like, just, but, like, teenage boys, like, just think about, like, some of your grade 10 boys. Like, do you know what I mean? They're yeah, just, like, they're, they're, like, wearing the sweatpants still, and, like... I know, they now just, they're following me on Instagram, and I'm not crazy about yeah, it. Yeah, so it's just weird. Uh, we asked specifically for non-hockey questions, so I feel like ignoring this one. Thank you. But it's from Mike. Oh. Not Brian Mike, Okay, so. Mike. Um, who gets run out of town first, Nuge or Leon? Oh, Nuge, 100%. It's so close to happening. Nuge will, so probably get, to happen. Nuge will probably be gone first, but I think I think public opinion of Drysaddle is starting to shift because people think that he's asking for too much money. Yeah. Mm. I fans. think it depends on what the contract Oilers is. Suck. Uh, librarian Mike's other hockey question, because he clearly didn't read the instructions, is who could be a better NHL GM, Peter Trelli or Phyllis, my 16-year-old cat? And the answer, obviously, is Phyllis. It's Phyllis, 100%. <laughs> um, mostly because she could literally get anything she wanted. She's and terrifying. She's got a good case of RBF. Yeah, oh yes, right? yes, and like the gray eyebrows. She's yes. she's mean. She gets shit done, man. Yeah, bitches get shit done. She doesn't care if she's stomping on nope. Brian Burke's feelings. Nope, not at all. She would offer sheet the fuck out of anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ain't got nothing to lose. Yeah, which would make her a better GM than Peter Shirley. Absolutely. Yeah, and she probably wouldn't trade anybody one for one. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> um, what's going to be the most Oilers thing that happens in the 2017-2018 season? Um. Cory Potter comes back, steps in Connor's face. <laughs> no, my uh, my prediction is that someone's gonna get hurt. Someone who's not Sakura because he's already hurt mm-hmm. is gonna get gonna get hurt, and he's gonna miss a significant amount of time. It's gonna overlap a lot with Sakura, uh, and that somebody's gonna be Adam Larson. Mm-hmm. So our defense is gonna be already down a man, yeah. And then Chris Russell's gonna have to play up in like a number two spot, and you that's not that's gonna, gonna go well for anybody. Though. You know what narrative this is going to bring back? Mm-hmm. Larson is such an entangled part of the success of the time. I'm okay with that. Because it also exposed Chris Russell for what he is. Um, and then, Cam Talbot is not going to be able to play 72 games or whatever the fuck he played this year. Yeah. Just because he's not going to be able to. Um, and the others are going to miss the playoff by one point. <gasps> that's what's going to happen. Oh. Yeah. Okay, bold prediction. Yeah, that's the most Oilers thing that will happen. There you go. Um, just wants to know also least favorite movies. <laughs> USS Indianapolis, Crybaby, 
the vanilla ice one, whatever the fuck it's called, cool as ice. I don't know. He's like, I don't know what it is. It's so bad. Oh my god. I've watched it more times than I probably should have. I hate the Step Brothers. Really? How come? Can't stand that movie. Not a huge fan, but is it because of Adam Scott? No. I like Adam Scott. I can't stand. This is why I don't like to watch reality TV. I can't stand people being willfully stupid. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Not crazy about Armageddon. Wanna barf. Really? It's terrible. It's not terrible. It's, it's really not terrible. It's 100% terrible. For what um, it is, it's great. It's a bad movie, but it's not a terrible movie. Those are two different things. If it's on, I think. I won't even watch a second of it. No, pass. What other movies do I not like? Wolfman walked out of that. <laughs> First time ever. It was real bad. Also, the one with Jelly. Terrible. Talked about oh, that really? before. So oh, yeah, right. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. That's all that's coming to mind right now. Um, what else do we have here? Did she provide one? No, she oh. did not. Just tell uh, us what you think it is. Tom wants to know how great he is. Mm, on a scale of like one to seven, like four point five, <laughs> maybe five. But we like you. Just don't push it. Um, this is for you because I haven't watched it yet. Uh, from Mark Francis, uh, who I think is the dude from um, Kelowna or whatever. Yeah, the Kelowna oh, Rockets. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> whatever. That's just so strange. Uh, favorite part of Glow, and his favorite part is all of the eighties hairstyles. My favorite part is there's a moment where Ruth and manager guy told you have a terrible um memory go to the doctor's office that's my favorite part why is that they handle something that's very controversial in an absolutely beautiful way okay there you go and it was glorious but also piz from radical marcus is fucking fantastic in episode 10 he's great okay i haven't watched it yet so i can't comment on that um amanda wants to know would you rather eat the same thing for every meal every day or never be allowed to repeat a meal never be allowed to repeat yeah, because you could, like, do stuff. Yeah. So, okay, so here's a question. If I made a peanut butter sandwich, right? Yeah. <laughs> could I make a peanut butter sandwich with, like, strawberry jam? I think And you then can. raspberry jam? I and then could can. I also put on different breads? I think you can. Yes, then I'm in. Unlimited permutation. <laughs> Perfect. As long as I can do that, then I'm okay. Because yeah. I would eat a peanut butter sandwich every day. Easy. If that Done. was not a terrible thing. Done. Okay, here's a scenario. This is a good one. You get $1 million given to you. Oh, is this Larissa's? No, this is from oh. R.I.P. Ebbs 2017. Okay. Again, this one today. Larissa sent us questions? I thought she did. Never mind. I don't remember. Um, you get $1 million, but a doctor will surgically put a red light on your forehead that lights up when anything negative happens that makes you mad. <laughs> so, like, a student is being a pain in the ass, it lights up, or your husband does something dumb or annoying, it lights up. Do you still take the money? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I don't care. Because I have a million dollars, I don't care. Them. I'm gonna be mad at them. If I'm mad at you, there's probably a reason. Well, yeah. Like, let's be real here. For me, it would be just a glowing red light anytime I'm in the car because apparently I have terrible, terrible road rage. <laughs> I do too. Sort of been told. I was yelling at someone this morning. It's a lot of f bombs. Yeah. And move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which coming from me is not. No, it's intimidating funny. No, whatsoever. no, not at all. Because um. And then like blasting Hamilton. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, every morning when I drive to work uh, during the school year and I'm on the hand day, uh, I'm always like, why are you in my way? Because there's always someone driving like 99 kilometers an hour in the left lane and I'm just like, like it just oh, makes And it's squirrely. always a truck. Yeah, and you can't see around always them. Always a dude and, in yeah. a truck. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. 
terrible. Um, are the Keebler elves? <laughs> this is from Codex Rex, so thanks Rex for this Wait, question. Wait, what? Are the Keebler elves just an example of early greenwashing for the ecologically harmful cookie industry? <laughs> Uh, he writes for my website sometimes, so, uh... The ecologically harmful cookie, cookie industry. industry. They're just greenwashing. Okay. Please elaborate. Um, I think the answer is no. I want to hear I want to know more. This. Yeah, more about this would be good. I think the answer is probably no. Um... I just, I just need more info. Okay. Come back at us next week with this one. Send us an email. Yeah, we yeah send us an email and clarify, it and we will we will discuss. I want the whole. Sure. I want paragraphs. Um, our friend Aaron Kelly, <laughs> mysterious Aaron, mysterious Aaron, who is not a bot apparently. Back again. Uh, Kelsey has a good answer for this question. Can you explain the physics of why Scrooge McDuck does not break his bones when he dives into his vault? He's got bird bones, man. They're air. It's true. They're in them. They're yeah. hollow. Or it's maybe it's fine. fake money. Mm, Maybe it's like chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so hungry right uh, now. Oh, that was like a real good brain <laughs> brain melt there. Um, but his body heat would melt them. That's true. But not if he's in there for. Does he like? No, he does swim around he and swims. it doesn't. That's yeah, right. It's not chocolate. Well, maybe it's like maybe the top layer is chocolate, and then the real money's underneath. So he doesn't hurt himself when he dives into his vault. Boom. Done. Got it. <laughs> Um, uh, I Psycho Picking wants to know if you could trade places with one person for one day, who would it be and why? Oh God, trade places with them. So I pretend to be them. Is it like a body switcheroo situation? No, I think I, I'm gonna just say I like just you just take their role, but you're not like necessarily. It's not like a Freaky day. Friday thing. Oh, I wish it was a Freaky Friday thing. Uh, oh fuck. I would trade places with James Comey the day that he decided to, like, reopen the Hillary Clinton oh. investigation and just not do that. So you need time machine for yeah, that, too. Yeah, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. a good one. Because just think of all of the things that we could have avoided had he yeah. not done that. Or just the day that Donald Trump's parents had sex. Just <laughs> like, maybe you shouldn't. Or maybe the day that he declared his candidacy, maybe I would have, like, you know, become one of his security guards who went rogue and shot him in the head. That's real hard. I thought you could say Tony Harding him. No. Because that seems to be a theme. It does seem to be a theme, but I just, I know, just shot him in the head. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. I won't ask it. Never mind. <laughs> you will ask it later. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. What about you? Do you have a... I don't really have one. Um, there's just... I need more specifics. This is too wide open. Okay. I struggle with wide open. Tom again asked how great he was, and I'm not happy with that. <laughs> okay, so Amanda has about 800 questions. Okay, Amanda. Um, did I, she says, did I ask why Yager hasn't been signed yet? I can't remember. Yager hasn't been signed yet because he's 974 years old. And somehow apparently Estimated that... Estimated date. <laughs> that makes him bad at, at hockey. I don't know. Jim Matheson said the other day that the Oilers, like, he'd be okay, but he would slow the game down. I'm like, would he slow the game down more than Lucic will slow the game down? Oh my god. Edmonton Mead is terrible. Cause, cause and I think also people see taking him as a risk, which is really interesting. Yeah, but also he's great at hockey, so yeah. I don't know. Um, she's asking Oreos or Vienna Fingers, and I'm gonna say Oreos because I don't know what Vienna Fingers are. I don't know what Vienna Fingers are, but no, fuck that, get Fudgios instead. Yes, true. <sighs> I also like those pirate, like the peanut butter ones. The celebration cookies mm-hmm. are the best ones that are just the, the chocolate on top and then just the shortbread on the bottom. Dad's, um, oatmeal chocolate chip. No, I like Goody Fingers better. Or Goody Fingers? What are they called? I don't know. 
Goodie rings. The goodie rings, yes. Goodie rings. But I like the oatmeal chocolate chip. When we used to do brownies, we would take the marshmallows, and that's what we make our s'mores out of. So it was a little bit less mess because the girls were like oh. seven and eight and we're camping, and it was so much easier than like that's true. dealing the with different cookie. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, can Kelsey play her ukulele on the pod and maybe do a theme song? Oh God, you guys just wait. We got plans. We got plans, we got and and plans. she's got time this summer to learn some stuff. Who asked that? Amanda. These oh. are all Amanda's questions. Um, how much of a fine do you think the judge would actually give me for listening to the Oilers Nation podcast? So. She was in court this morning. She's a lawyer, but she was in court for herself this morning because she got a cell phone ticket that she was contesting. Oh, yeah, right. Um, and the judge, like, I guess let her off, but made fun of her because she had been listening to a podcast and she, like, I don't know, turned the volume up or something. And then That's super funny. Anyway, and it was the Oilers Nation, like, the real life podcast that uh, Magnus PRV was on. And it was, like, the fine, because Magnus PRV is not a real NHL player, uh, would be, like, $800. I have no idea. <laughs> um, she also wants to know why there's no Nando's near her, and the answer is because you live in New Jersey. We have two Nando's here. We do. Also, Nando's is great. There was one in Dublin, not far from where I lived. Oh, it was so good. I had it first time in London. Or no, Vancouver and then London. Um, and then went vegetarian when it came here, so yay me. <laughs> so you, were you vegetarian before you came here? Mm, no. No. Oh, because I was going to say, if you were vegetarian before you came here, and maybe you turning vegetarian brought it here, then I was going to thank you. No, because there's also one in Red Deer. What? Yeah. Had Mo- it there. Yeah, don't move to Red Deer, but... I'm just saying that it's because you live in New Jersey. You can move to Red Deer. Don't do it. Um, she also wants to know why the Calgary Flames took everyone she loves. Uh, I think what that means is that she needs to love better hockey players because <laughs> she's really talking about Luke Gastic and she needs to just let it go. <laughs> or you can just come visit us and then you can watch him in, in IRL. Yeah. In um, IRL. And the last, we should put the, well, we should like screen cap this tweet and put it on our site because it's funny. She's okay. like, how do you feel about this picture of Tyler Sagan petting someone with Jamie Benn? And there's just so many ways to answer that question that I feel are really inappropriate, but the someone in question is actually it's Armand Yager. <laughs> and I think that's really funny. Um, there's just so many ways to answer that question that are super inappropriate. What if the devil signed Yager? That'd be so great. That'd be cool. That would be good. He's already played there, I think. Yeah, they could, that would be like a bringing him back. He's Whatever. already played there? Yeah. He's played on like nine teams. That's true. Because the traveling yogurts just keep getting I bigger. I expect one of them to be New Jersey. Yeah. No, he's played in Jersey and Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and Florida. I don't know. He's just got yeah. more to do in the yeah. Northwest. He's played all over the place. Um, I would love it if he played here. I feel like if Yager played, got signed here, I might be talked into buying a Yager jersey just for like the, the almost the novelty of it. Yeah. Um, that's it. That tells you a lot. <laughs> what I'm willing to buy. Um, because I'm pretty safe by the Conrad David jersey, if I wanted to. But I already own one. Because you won one. Because I won one. Thanks, and guys. what did I win that night, Megan? Luke Gadzik? Luke Gadzik. That's right, you did. Yeah. That you don't have anymore. Nope. I'm glad you... I really should have shipped it to Luke. Yeah, no kidding. Amanda. I'm glad you pawned it off, though. Because <laughs> yeah. nobody wants that. Sorry I didn't know you then, Amanda. Um, yeah, that's it. I think that's all we have for questions, unless... Not that I know of... No one emailed me anything, so we're good. Okay, um, perfect. Thank you, peeps. Thanks for that. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to start the book podcast in a couple weeks that you'll hear. So we're hear. recording it early. Um, so if you want us to talk about things, about that book, send it to us now. Cause yeah, we're going to record, like, next week, early next yeah, week. Yeah, early next week. So, because we got to do them ahead of time, because we're going to talk for a long time. Yeah, and then we'll cut it. And then we'll cut it down. So, um, if there's certain things about that book that you want us to talk about, please, please ask them ahead of time if you can. Yeah. Send it to us in an email. That would probably be greater. And yeah. And not on the Twitter feed for yeah. us to yeah. lose somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to start that, and then we'll have some other good stuff going on this summer. And maybe by the end of summer, or no, maybe by, like, training camp, we'll have the thing that you're... 
yeah. working on. I think, like, ideally it'd be... Or, like, season opener. Season opener, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair. I like that. And it'll... Not that I need a lot of time to practice. But no. I just gotta figure out other shit first. So, uh, thank you for listening. We're on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. And you can send us uh, any emails, especially for book... I keep calling it book club stuff. Uh, garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com. And then you can follow... Uh, us on the website at garbagefirepod.wordpress.com and I'm at garbagefirekels on Twitter. And I'm at Mig14 and you can find us on Twitter at garbagefirepod. That's all we got. That's all we got. Oh, we talked for a really long time. Oh, do you know what I haven't said in a while? We have 395 hours and 42 minutes of hard drive space to talk about Taylor Hall. And we're actually going to use some of that at some point in time because of the thing. Because of the thing. Because of the thing and, you know, Taylor Hall. Till Hall, spectacular. Dear Devils offer sheet dress idol. That'd be nice. Because they have the picks to give up and the cap space. Beautiful. Oh my god. Perhaps. Yep. And then Amanda, we're moving in. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I will live in the pool house. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, that's all we have. So thank you so much for listening. We super appreciate it. And, and we'll see you in the dumpster. <laughs>